Naira was also loaned over a million pounds by the former Bedfordshire County Council. The company blames the delay on the economic downturn and has always insisted it is still seeking investment. The government says it expects evidence of progress in the near future as the current situation is not sustainable. Failure to repair a pothole has cost Harfordshire County Council £70,000 in damages after a cyclist suffered brain injuries in an accident. 57-year-old Alan Curtis from Bushy came off his bike in Rickmansworth after hitting a pothole. More from Carol Abercrombie. The judge at the High Court ruled that Hertfordshire County Council were entirely to blame for the accident. He said the defect in the road should have been seen on an inspection six months before the accident in 2009. Mr Curtis was forced to change jobs as a result of his injuries. The County Council say the accident was regrettable, but they're disappointed with the outcome of the judgment. Ministers are playing down suggestions that big changes to pensions announced by the Chancellor in yesterday's budget could mean some people run out of money after they retire. Meanwhile, the Conservatives are facing a backlash over an advert suggesting playing bingo and drinking beer are what hard-working people enjoy. It was published by the Tory party chairman and well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps after George Osborne halved the tax on bingo and knocked a penny off a pint of beer. Firefighters rescued a person from a house fire in Stevenage last night. Crews were called to Womerley Road just after 8.15. Hearts Fire and Rescue say the resident was alerted by a smoke alarm. A cinema in Hertfordshire has been forced to withdraw 15 films from the parent and baby matinees as they were deemed too old for the babies. The Rex Cinema in Berkhamstead has had to take the action following a complaint to the local council, which also acts as the licensing authority. James Hannaway is the cinema director. Now, how the babies are affected, heaven knows. You know, I don't know any of the psychology of babies, but the main effect is on these young mothers who, who can't see the, the, the big important films that everybody's talking about. In sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United threw 3-2 on aggregate. The weather dry and sunny this morning. Rain moves in from the west by late afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's, it's always been a lovely town. Inviting everyone to where you live. It's a welcoming town. I don't. I think if you moved here and didn't know anybody, you would settle in quite quickly. All this week, we're featuring Newport Pagnell. A lot of my family live here, so sometimes we go out with them in the pubs or to the restaurants and things. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Some stuff to talk about this morning. I'm not going to say lots. There's, there's some stuff to talk about this morning. Some stuff. Unpaid loans. Unwatched films. And unbelievable tweets. Oh, and beer and bingo pack, because that's what you people like, apparently. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you could give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll give it a second go. I'll give it a second go. The intro sounds like uh, Vienna by Ultravox, that's fine, that's good for them. No, 
I do apologise there. The Beatles seem to have just jumped in for no reason. I do apologise. I was trying to Google something and uh, I, pressed the, I pressed the wrong button. I, I pressed the wrong button. Tony Fisher, the uh, ace reporter, is pointing to the fact I used the wrong keyboard and I apologise. I was really enjoying that Hame track. Heim. Heim really enjoying that Hame track. Now, Tony Fisher is joining me. reason is because this is an incredible story. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium. You heard me right, kids. A giant aquarium uh, based in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to the Naira project was made almost 10 years ago in 2005. And since then, well, absolutely nothing has happened. The Department for Business, Innovation and Skills says it expects the company to provide evidence of progress in the near future as the current situation is not sustainable. It's a slightly complicated story, but it's an important one. Tony Fisher has been looking into this. This loan wasn't even the full amount, was it, Tony? No, that's right, Ian. It was loaned also about £1.6 million by the then Bedfordshire County Council. So, in total, over about £3 million from the very beginning. If you apply the same level of interest to that amount, that £1 million, then the total public loan works out now at about £6 million in total. Um, however, neither Central Bedfordshire nor Bedford Borough Councils are prepared to tell me what the original loan amounted to exactly and what it stands at now with interest. Um, one of the problems with this story is that the body which loaned the £2 million, the regional government body called EDA, East of England Development Agency, uh, and Bedfordshire Council, County Council, no longer exist. Right. Um, the EDA loan, which uh, incidentally is the only outstanding loan uh, in the East from this organisation, has been taken on by the Government Department of the Business Innovation of Skills and the former county council loan has been basically adopted by the two unitary councils in Bedfordshire, Bedford Borough and Central Bedfordshire. Now, Naira, I've heard of this, but remind me what it is. Right. Uh, it caused a, a lot of controversy at the time, costing up to £600 million. It stands for the National Institute into the Research of Aquatic Habitats, and it would come, uh, in theory, complete with a freshwater research park, leisure facilities, um, and, as I say, been dogged by controversy and delay. In 2009, um, it did manage to secure outline planning permission on a piece of land, which was a disused quarry uh, in Stuartby and the brickworks, which uh, was used for clay in the brick building 
building industry. However, that piece of land was only secured after a high court dispute between the original landowners, Hanson and Naira. Uh, the businessman behind the project won that fight, but the battle to secure millions to pay for it continues to evade them. And indeed, company accounts uh, recently show debts of nearly £10 million. And indeed, one of the companies uh, of one of the businessmen involved in this uh, is uh, went into administration in the early stages. So a lot of money. What did Naira do with all that money that was loaned to them? Well, according to them, according to their accounts, which are uh, conveniently rounded up to whole figures, they spent over £400,000 on directors, £1.3 million on professional fees and consultants, Gosh. including hundred grand on PR, incidentally. Uh, and planning applications, they say, cost them over a million pounds. Now, Naira blame the economic downturn for the delays and insist they're still seeking investment, or at least they did when I last spoke to them. Um, when I last covered this story in June 2012, I was told that Naira had just two more years in which to get full planning permission. That's uh, total planning permission. So time is running out. And you've been trying to find out what's happening with the loan monies, haven't you? Yes. So I- I've asked a series of questions. I asked the government and Central Bedfordshire and Bedford Borough Council the following questions. What exactly is being done to recover this debt? Two, can you provide evidence of recovery action in documentary form? Three, please provide details of the lawyers you've engaged to recover the monies. Now, the only response I was able to get from the government was it remains priorities for us to continue to receive updates from Naira and we expect them to provide us with positive evidence of progress in the near future as the current position is not sustainable over the longer term. And they add, for background and guidance, we're currently in the process of assessing all options available to the department and the consortium, uh, whatever that means. Um, At the end of last year, I submitted a series of questions via freedom of information requests along a similar vein and all I got back was that neither the government nor Bedfordshire Unitary Councils are seeking to recover the debt. If I'd lent someone a few million quid several years ago and it would appear they weren't doing what they were they claimed they were going to be doing I would be doing my darndest to get that back especially we, if it wasn't my money you would have thought there were there should have been more conditions and guarantees in place what's going to happen to the land where Naira Holdings Limited was granted outline planning permission to build on in Bedfordshire yeah so we focused on the money what about the land yep. one of my FOI questions was just that and I received this is dependent upon the success of Naira Holdings Limited has in raising further investment now the land is quite important acts as the security for the loan the problem with that is one it, some of it's on flood risk so questionable what you could build on it and or how much of it you could build on anyway two how could you divide that land up bearing in mind the various bodies have loaned yeah. this company money so you know how would you divide it up between the government central Bedfordshire, and bedford borough um assuming that is they can ever secure it back off nara so it is complicated, messy, no doubt will involve lots of lawyers at the taxpayer's expense. And what have Naira said? Uh, I haven't been able to get hold of them. I left a message with the Chief Executive, uh, Keith Edelman, yesterday, but no answer. Uh, But as I say, as I understand it, when I last managed to speak to them, they still insist they're seeking investment. Um, This is almost ten years on. Is this the place that was going to have a shark in it? Was there a place that was going to have a shark in it? Not sure if it's going to have a shark in it, but it was going to, it was going to have a, a lot of um, research, you know, very, very uh, fossils and all sorts of uh, unusual fishes. And the whole reason that they got the loan was on the basis of right. the research. But ultimately, it was going to become a big leisure facility because that's the way they bring they, the punters in and make money. Probably wouldn't have a shark in it, then, if it's going to be a leisure no, facility. No, I don't think it'd be... No, no lots of rare fish leisure facilities. But it's, uh, it's had lots of other problems, not okay. least of it access to it. Tony, so. thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's coming up to a quarter past six. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Starting on the speed sensors, the London Coney roundabout is looking heavy on the north orbital as you head in the direction of the M25 Junction 22. And also in St Albans, the north orbital is slow as you approach the Park Street roundabout. In Leegrave, the High Street looking slow as well, just as you go past Main Avenue. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.15. It's, uh, where are we now? Thursday the 20th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost ten years ago but nothing has been built. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like behind the church where you can walk round through the back of the church, right round over the broad walk there. Inviting everyone to where you live. We've been here as a family business for 40 years, selling to the high street. And all this week, we're featuring Newport Pagnell. There are lots of places you can see the sense of community. For instance, the Methodist Church just up here has a coffee morning. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Come and enjoy the hospitality. There's always a smiling face. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks featuring Newport Pagnell, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, now, here we go. Mums in Hertfordshire have been told their local cinema will not be showing any film rated 15 or 18 at parent and baby matinees from now on, despite the fact the baby probably won't have a clue what it's watching. The Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted has reassessed the sort of films it can show following a complaint to the licence... Following a complaint... Who would complain about some mums going to watch a 15 film with their babies? What kind of loser would do that? Well, Catherine, you've been looking into this. You've been to the cinema in question. It's not your kind of usual sort of chain cinema, is it? No, it's something that the people of Berkhamsted are quite rightly very proud to have right in the middle of their community. It's a beautiful Art Deco-style building that's been there since the 1930s and has been really painstakingly restored. It's a real kind of experience going to the Rex. After 50 years, the cinema closed in 1988. It was absolutely derelict, and I've seen photographs of it. And, you know, we're talking bird muck everywhere, crumbling um, archways. I've got, like, I think it's a proscenium arch, is that what they call it? Yeah, why not? Anyway, it was falling to bits. James Hannaway came along and um, he and his team completely cleaned the place up. And now it's the sort of place where there's always something going on. They have um, evenings where they'll show a film, a Charles Dance film, for example. I remember back, oh back in 2006. And Charles Dance will come along and oh. talk to people beforehand. Oh, there so, we go. you know, actors who love old style cinema 
will take time out to come and actually make sure that people have a real night out. James restored and reopened the cinema as a public in 2004 and uh, now it's an independent cinema. It screens a whole range of films for different community organisations as well and they claim that their formula there is simple. The surroundings are civilised, there's no dress code but people tend to visit in their nice clothes and it's different. So downstairs in the stalls, for example, you'll sit in a big red swivel chair at a small round candle lit table with oh, a white tablecloth uh, and they accommodate everyone and every everybody's interest. In the past they've had knitting circles so you can go along with your knitting needles and you won't be disturbing anyone. They have the parent and baby sessions um, and as I said they also have live introductions by, by celebrity announcers. It sounds nice but things are changing aren't they? Well in this particular aspect it would seem so for the parents who enjoy the parent and baby matinees there are days of watching 15s and 18s with their little ones nestled on their laps and numbered. The schedule was forced to change this week after Decorum Borough Council advised the to drop their 15-rated films from the 12.30 matinee due to entertainment licensing law. Apparently a complaint had gone to the licensing authority stating that films that were far too old for the babies were being shown. What kind of of killjoy, what kind of square would complain that babies are being allowed to watch 15-rated... They're babies! They're not going to be affected by it. The thing is, that complaint has put the wheels in motion. The minimum age requirement for films shown in this country is set by the British Board of Film Classification and under entertainment licensing laws, every UK cinema must adhere to the rules. The restriction means that no person, including young children or babies, can be admitted to a screening of a 15 or 18-rated film and a breach of this condition would constitute a criminal offence. So, um, August's Osage County. Have you heard of this? No, I've not heard of that movie. It was due to be shown this week and the Dallas Buyers Club, which was timetable for next Tuesday, they've both been pulled. What has the cinema said about this? They're really upset for their audience and about their decision and they gave us a statement. Um, in fact, they've given it to everyone. It's on their website. They say, we've been served notice by the local licensing authority not to show Certificate 15 films during baby matinee screenings. Therefore, we've withdrawn the following parent and baby screenings from the March programmes. Here's the director and the restorer of the Rex, James Hannaway. He is uh, reacting to the current situation. We're very used to complaints. What we're not used to is being served with an order. We're going to think about what we should do next, how we can make it work for everyone. Um, We'll talk to the licensing authority. We know that Empire Cinemas are showing 15 certificates to mothers and babies. So there there are multiplexes doing it. Now, how the babies are affected, heaven knows. You know, I don't know any of the psychology of babies. I've, I've had two of my own, but I don't know what they're taking in. But the main effect is on these young mothers who, who can't see the, the, the big, important films that everybody's talking about. What have the council said? The uh, council were invited to come on and explain... Let me guess, they, the said, they said they didn't want to come on. Wow, they didn't want to come on and, and, and argue their ridiculous points. They have special powers like Psychic Sally. They say the restriction comes directly from the Licensing Act 2003, which contains a mandatory condition in respect of admission to age-restricted films. If the BBFC make a recommendation about age limits by way of their certificate for the film, it then falls to local councils to enforce the condition and ensure that licensed cinemas restrict admission accordingly, according, along with any other licensed conditions as may be imposed. Um, we also asked the British Board of Film Classification to join us but they said what, that while they set the ratings, it's at the cinema's discretion who they let in to watch the movies. Justin Dealey's been down in Berkhamsted yesterday and he was speaking to uh, the mums around, uh, around the area, weren't you, Justin? I was indeed. Now, I think it kind of made me think yesterday, who would actually make a complaint like this? Um, It does seem a bit bizarre, but um, I've been talking to Jessica Cullerton. Uh, Her baby, Thea, is six months old. Uh, She goes to this group. She's not happy. She's been giving me her reaction to the news. I think it's ridiculous because 
the babies are either asleep or not paying any interest or attention to the film because they're all so young. You don't really take them beyond about seven, eight months anyway because they wouldn't last. It's perfect for me because Thea's asleep for the whole film. Um, and it's one thing I didn't think I'd ever be able to do when I had a baby was go to the cinema. So the fact we could every week was just brilliant. Now I'm hearing talk of a petition. Yes, we all, we all kicked off. There was a big WhatsApp group going around when we all heard what happened, that it was being cancelled, and someone suggested starting a petition saying, bring it back. I mean, how angry are you, seriously? You seem quite calm right now, but um, are you quite angry about this? We all just think it's ridiculous because it's become a weekly thing. It's sold out every week, and it's some, it's, it's, it, especially when they're newborns, it's people's saviour to be able to go to the cinema, sit in quiet for two hours and watch a film um, with your baby asleep. It's just, it's just brilliant. It's, it's the best thing they do in Berkhamsted. If that person who has complained about this is listening to this right now, and there's every chance they could be, you're thinking about setting up a petition, what is your message to them? If you don't like it, don't go. If you don't think it's right, then don't take your baby, but let, let, let the rest of us do, do it, because we love it. What kind of square, Justin, would, would complain that babies are watching the Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, somebody uh, clearly very odd, but um, you've heard there from, from Jessica. Um, it's a club that she thoroughly enjoys going to, and somebody uh, has picked up the phone and made this complaint and ruined it for everybody. Justin, thank you very much. Let's put this out there. Maybe you're, you're on the side of this, uh, this killjoy, this person who has no soul, who doesn't care for young mums, and you think it is inappropriate for babies, babies, to watch 15 and 18 rated films. 08459 455 555. This week we're celebrating the magic of Neil Hannon and the Divine Comedy. Here's a song I don't know particularly well, but it's got your favourite on it, um, Catherine. Lauren Laverne is singing as well. You like her? I love her. Should we have a little bit? Go on then. Must 
He runs on past the carousel screaming at my luggage All the hell I can buy a new shirt and tie any day He rides from the airport into town To the high school football ground Where his son has just begun his big football game Divine Comedy Week. I ordered a load of CDs, three, off of um, a, a well-known internet delivery service, Amazon, for a very cheap price, a penny each. Really? Yeah, a penny each, plus £1.26 postage, so that's £1.29 pence it's cost me. That's a snip, considering the craftsmanship that's involved. Exactly, in that, exactly. 08459 455 555. This killjoy, this person who has no soul, this miserable old goat who has complained that babies are watching 15-rated films, do you agree with them, or are you thinking, Yabu sucks, shame on you? Bar humbug, Scrooge has come back to life and this time he means business. Maybe you're listening and you moderated what your baby watched. I remember watching um, 24, the violent Jack Bauer uh, detective series with um, my boy when he was a baby. And I I remember thinking, oh, at what age is it inappropriate to watch this? I wouldn't have Jeremy Kyle on. No. Oh, God. Well, that just sounds like rowing. Yeah. Because that's what it is. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Leavesden, the north orbital looking slow as you approach the M1. And also in Wembley on the north circular, one lane is blocked heading east just before the Brentfield Road because a car's broken down. And elsewhere on the speed sensors, the A5 northbound starting to look busy around Dunstable, but the major routes all looking good at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. The Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott has described it as a new and credible development. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago, but nothing has been built. And failure to repair a pothole has cost Hertfordshire County Council £70,000 in damages after a cyclist suffered brain injuries in an accident. 57-year-old Alan Curtis from Bushy came off his bike in Rickmansworth after hitting a pothole. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League. 
this to reduce the deficit Van Persie from the penalty spot he's going to strike it left footed here he comes great penalty Rooney in the penalty here's a chance Van Persie's made it 2-0 just before half time Van Persie should So Robin Van Persie's hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United through 3-2 on aggregate to join Chelsea in tomorrow's quarter-final draw. His relieved manager, David Moyes. I thought it was a magnificent team performance tonight. It really was. You know, we carried no passengers. Everybody fought their corner for what they had to do in the, in the game. And I thought we played well as well. I thought there was some good football. But I think there was a real tempo to our football, which maybe we've not seen here at Old Trafford for a lot of the games this season. Tottenham face Benfica in Lisbon tonight, looking to overturn their 3-1 first leg deficit and progress to the quarter-finals of the Europa League. And England's cricketers lost their second and final warm-up match for the World 2020 in Bangladesh. They were beaten by 20 runs by India. They'll play New Zealand in the first match of the tournament on Saturday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 7. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. So, have have Australia found the Malaysian plane then? Is that what's happened? They found quite a significant part of something. Twenty. They found something that's 24 metres long in the uh, the sea, the ocean. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, Four hours off of the Australian coastline. And so they're going to go and have a little look and see what it is. But they don't know if it is there. But if they're, they're scrambling the Australian Air Force. I didn't know Australia had an Air Force, if I'm honest. And the New Zealand Air Force. I didn't know they had an Air Force. They're scrambling them. And the American uh, Navy. I knew they had a Navy. I was, I was down with that. And they're going to go and have a little look-see and see what they can find. They mentioned survivors as well. We'll be looking for survivors. I don't come I think you're just saying that to, uh, to placate the Chinese family members who threatened to go on hunger strike. Hey, happy um, post-budget day. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I'm feeling very special about it. Beers down a penny. In the great... I don't drink, but in the great scheme of things, what, what difference does that make? Makes no difference at all. And Grant, what has Grant Shapps done exactly? Right, page four, 13 and... Four, well, in fact, 12 and 13 of the Daily Mail will tell you all yes. about what he's done. He's put a tweet out and it says, Bingo! on some big money balls. Cutting the bingo tax and beer duty to help hard-working people do more of the things that they enjoy. It's not gone down well. It could be construed as being a little bit patronising and a little bit out of touch. Yeah. Or maybe he's well-meaning and he didn't mean it like that and it's us being cynical reading it in a patronising manner. I've tweeted him asking if he'll come on the show to explain the tweet. What do you think? So can we read it again? What does it say? Bingo. Cutting the bingo tax and beer duty to help hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy, <laughs> which kind of suggests no. that what hard-working people, working-class people... Bulls like, and gambling! Yeah. Bulls and gambling! Uh, it is patronising. It doesn't sound patronising. It is patronising. Whether he meant it that way or not, it is patronising, isn't it? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. One of the writers of The Thick of It yes. said that if it had come up in a programme meeting, they would have dismissed it as being too far-fetched. No-one would ever say that. No, he did. He's, he's coming for a lot of flack. I know... Uh, well, this is in the is this in the mail? This is in the Daily Mail, yeah. Because because uh, I know the Guardian, uh, uh, well, a lefty paper, has kind of gone for it big time, uh, and there's a big furore online about it. But it's interesting the Mail have picked up yeah. on it. 
Uh, and I know lots of other people... Uh, the, in, the internet almost melted last night, almost as much as when um, Ellen DeGeneres posted that selfie from the Hollywood uh, Awards uh, ceremony. Selfie. Very good, good selfie. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you're a, hard, a hard-working person, man or woman, uh, do, do you enjoy beer and gambling? Do you find that patronising, or do you think, no, fair play, he's, he's, he's got us just about right? Or maybe there are two other things that you would prefer to have seen in there. Like what? I don't know. Joe and Facebook. Well, I mean, that's the assumption, isn't it? Chips, yeah. chips and DNA tests. <laughs> oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Struggling to get through this Beatles book. It's 900 pages long. It only goes up to 1962. Uh, I'm on page 380. It's really, it's a hard slog. Feel your pain. I, I'm determined to get through it, though. Do you ever just give up? Uh, books. Yeah. Um, I, I try not to. Very, very rarely. Books and films, I very rarely give up. I, I feel give of, up on that Bee Gees book. Yeah, you gave up on the Bee Gees book. But I never do that. No. Never. I read this really hard book once, and this was when I was a teenager. Maybe if I read it now, it would be better. 
It was Ben Ockrey, The Famished Road. Oh, God. I have dull. no idea what that was all about. Read it. a little bit dull. You went all the way through it? Oh, I had to. Yeah. I had to finish it. I gave up Lord of the Rings several times. I kept going back to Lord of the Rings. And I just thought, this is rubbish. It gets better. You've got to push through. So does the Bee Gees book. Really? Yeah, when it gets to, like, the 70s. He hates them. The guy well, that... it sounded like he loved them all hey, the way through. There's a fat baby. There's an enormous baby. At just eight months, the three-stone baby who weighs as much as a six-year-old is a fat baby. Santiago Mendoza has the beaming smile of a well-fed baby. Unfortunately, he's been fed a little too well. The eight-month-old needs life-saving surgery after he hit three stone, two pounds, the same as a child of six. Uh, a healthy boy is aged... Well, I don't know. I understand these figures. Anyway, he's massive. Uh, what? He's been uh, taken from his parents. His he? mother, Eunice Fandino, kept feeding him to stop crying. She has asked the Chubby Hearts charity for help. And he's been taken off her. Well, it doesn't say he's been taken off her here, but you say in another paper it says he's been taken off yeah. her. Good. That's abuse. That's abuse. Look, I mean, the, the, the size of that baby, that's not fair. I agree with you. I mean, if it was the other way around and she was starving the baby, everyone would be up in arms about it. Yeah. Because he's um, chubby, there's something slightly comical There's a little it. bit... Oh, look at the... Fa- oh, no, ta- look at the rolls, aren't they lovely? Take him off her. New eyebrows left me looking like a clown. Marie Johnson had imagined something elegant and light brown when she went to a tattoo parlour to have her thinning eyebrows transformed. Now, this is a thing, isn't it? Women getting their eyebrows tattooed on. Mm-hmm. Why would you... I think as your hair gets... You know, because women carry on dyeing their hair. Yeah. So as your hair on your head actually naturally is getting lighter, your um, eyebrows become more sparse. And can you imagine what you'd look like if you had no eyebrows? A lot of women, you know, particularly women who grew up in the 70s, pluck their eyebrows very thin anyway. Yeah. So they've got a very, very thin line of very, very light hair. That's Why don't they do what some on. women do? Or they draw it on? I've seen women with drawn on... There's an, there's an art to that, isn't there? And not everyone gets it. She claims she's been left looking like a cross between a clown and a drag queen after the procedure. Mrs Johnson, 43, pictured, was given the £120 semi-permanent cosmetic procedure as a Mother's Day present, but she said the botched transformation um, uh, has left her unable to leave the house. Do you know I what? Gonna... they'd be worse than what they are, actually. When they look that. all right. I mean, they look like HD eyebrows. It's a look that's around at the moment. Do you know what the... Um, do you know what the uh, the tattoo parlour's called? Pretty in Ink. Like oh. the film Pretty in Pink, oh. but with a P missing. That's good. I like that film. I used to have such a crush on her. What? Molly Ringwald. Oh, man alive. Man alive. Molly Ringwald. What you got? Um, elf and Safety uh, ban mother from breastfeeding in a hospital. Hello, hello, hello. A mother who was told she could not breastfeed her newborn in a hospital waiting room yesterday condemned the disgusting way the NHS had treated her. This is Gemma Murphy. She says she was reduced to tears after nurses put her in a private room so she could feed six-week-old Neve without offending other patients. Oh, well, dear. when I was breastfeeding, I would have appreciated that. Yeah. But some women um, can do it quite subtly in public. Yeah. If they're comfortable, leave them alone, surely. I always leave them alone when they're comfortable. Yeah, you should. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Bit of Mama Cass. Oh, I love Why this not? one. Why not? Once I believed that when love came to me, it would come with rockets, bells, and poetry. But with me
BBC Three CR. It's a quarter to seven. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 southbound, we've got reports there's a vehicle that's taking up two lanes and making things slow between Junction 9 for Bicester and 7 for Tame. And the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood looking heavy now. Also, the A1 southbound building up between Stirling Corner and Apex Corner. And on the speed sensors, the A5 southbound is slow going through Dunstable. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. 6.45, it's uh, Thursday the 20th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australia, Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost ten years ago, but nothing has been built. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. Let's get the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Today's a bit of a transition day weather-wise because we're going to see much cooler conditions for the end of the week. But today, you know, it's still mild outside, uh, certainly a mild start. We've got temperatures at around 7 or 8 degrees for the most part at the moment. There's some cloud around, but where we do have the cloud, that will tend to thin and break. So dry, bright and breezy for this morning and for much of this afternoon as well. A fairly brisk southwesterly wind. We will see a bit of sunshine around here and there and in the best of the sunshine and which is up to 13 degrees, so it's not bad at all. 55 in Fahrenheit. We're getting away with quite a nice day, basically. And then gradually things will cloud over into the afternoon. We're going to see it turn wet and windy for a time, and possibly through this evening's rush hour as well. The band of rain eventually clearing overnight to leave behind some colder conditions, but still quite windy, so no frost tonight. Uh, temperatures down to around 4 or 5 degrees Celsius. Into tomorrow, there'll be some sunshine around, but it will feel rather different. It'll certainly feel a lot colder. Uh, some blue skies, some rain around on Friday night. For the weekend the winds are going to drop out so we'll see some showers, yes some spells of sunshine, temperatures by day only at around 8 or 9 degrees and some rather frosty nights too. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting to introduce an American-type sentence in like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got in the papers? I've not seen a lot today, to be honest, Catherine. It's it's kind of that post-budget thing where there's 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 a picture of. Um, let's see, have they gone for the usual uh, the usual suspects? When how will the budget affect you? They normally have a, a mom. single mum. Yeah. Um, where is it? Uh, Here we go. go on, who, who have you got? Jim and Tracy and their sons. So they've got a, the two point four children family there. Where's the son? Because the son normally the son a bit more uh, a bit more diverse. 
While you look for that, some good news if we survive into our 80s. Oh, go on then. Our health might deteriorate in our twilight years, but yep. there's no bar to happiness. In fact, it's then that we seem to be at our most content. People in their 70s and 80s are happier than those in their 60s because they feel a greater sense of achievement reaching old age, oh, research God. shows. This is a study of 10,000 men and women over 50. Good for them. And they found that although, bad news, the quality of your life decreases as you enter your 60s, the feeling of happiness actually increases. You wouldn't get that from uh, some of the people we speak to on this show, don't <laughs> do you? A lot of the listeners, a lot of the callers do like to come on, some of the older callers, and I love them for it and have a bit of a whinge. My gran is brilliant. Um, she's very wry, and um, I said to her, she's approaching 90. I said, what's it like to be that old gran? She went, well, it's the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and of course, is true. They've got... Um, yeah, they've... Uh, oh, what they've done here... I think, is they've gone to... Um, ah, here we go, in the sun. Two Downing Streets. They've gone to one in Newport, South Wales, and one in Manchester. Genius! That's what they've done, you see, and uh, good, good for them. Um, and the Daily Mail have done their usual thing as well of, uh, isn't this disgusting? We'll show you a big picture of it. Oh, yeah, Kylie's Web bum. backlash as Kylie, 45. Hey. Do we need her hey. age there in the headline? Gyrates for pop video, and here's some pictures so you two can be disgusted. A web backlash? What's that a euphemism for? It's basically, it's, she's, a, she's an older woman and she's still got a nice bum. She's That's, beautiful. I'm, well, you, really? Yeah. I always preferred Danny. Really? Yeah, Danny Alternative was, Minogue. Yeah, I preferred the other Minogue. I just thought there was something... There was something about it. She had the X Factor before the X Factor became a word that people now don't know what the X Factor means. I think it means a talent show. Danny, if you're listening... You've achieved something. Grant Shapps hasn't uh, called in. We've asked Grant Shapps to call in. I've tweeted him um, to talk about that um, th- that tweet that he put what out. What tweet's that? The tweet that, it, that common people like beer and uh, bingo, basically, is well, what he's saying. Well, yeah, yeah. Hard-working people like beer and bingo. Really? I don't know that many people that pay, play bingo. There was a big uh, excitement about, oh, they've reduced um, the tax on bingo from 20%, I think, to 15%. Oh, well, it, is it going to affect that many people? Maybe we're out of touch. Maybe it's us that's out of touch. Could be. I like, I like a bit of bingo. I've not played bingo for, I mean, God, when, when, when my nan was alive, so uh, 20 years. And it's fun, but it doesn't really affect that many people. I like a beer on a hot summer's day. Well, I, you know, but a penny off. You'd have to have a hundred beers to save yourself a pound. Well, some people will go for that. Some story. people would. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five.
I like a little bit of Doctor Hook, even their kind of slightly limp mid seventies disco phase. I quite like it. It's nothing special. It was a bit lift music, wasn't it? He hates that song. Dennis hates that song. Why? He just thinks it's rubbish. <laughs> he thinks it's rubbish. And it was used for a cat food commercial as well. What, the cat had sexy eyes? Yeah, cats have got sexy eyes. Cats have totally got sexy eyes. I mean, not, you know, sexy, but they're, they're kind of... they got beautiful eyes. I don't know if they're sexy eyes. You scrumbag. Oh. Furious wife's Twitter revenge on a rugby ace. Now, it's a man I've never heard of. The estranged wife of rugby ace Andy Powell has put his explicit love messages on the net and branded him a scrumbag. Yeah. The six-foot-four-inch former Wales and British Lions star, 32, had begged to get back with Natasha Gascoigne, 25. But she rebuffed him by placing all his seedy texts on her Twitter profile, then put his love notes and rugby shirts up for sale for charity. Did she really call him a scrumbag? Well... So she found time for a little bit of humour? Um, I don't know if she... I don't think she did, did she? Oh, no, no. She responds by calling him a scumbag. Right, yeah. So, and a mummy's boy, and posts a selfie of her showing him the finger. Which finger? That one. Ooh. In another, he tells how he had the chance to... Be- oh, dear me, a girl in France, but only wanted Natasha. Um, love notes put on eBay for 99 pence are described as unwanted cards from my husband. Oh, that's <gasps> cruel, isn't it? Natasha is selling one of his Wigan jerseys for £5, claiming he didn't get much wear out of it. Powell is said to be close to returning to rugby union. A source close to him said, it's clearly been a difficult few months for Andy. Oh, dear. Have they got children? I don't think so. She doesn't look like the type to have children, and he doesn't look like the type to keep it in his pants. So, together, it was moida. <laughs> It was Moida. There's not a lot. Oh, here we go. Uh, snooker drug twits framed by own CCTV. Two snooker hall boss- bosses have admitted being Britain's dumbest criminals after they were caught selling cocaine by their own CCTV cameras. No! Co- drug deals being done in snooker halls. I'll hear none of it. Cousins Arshad Khan, 40, and Abid Khan, 27, have been jailed for using their business as a cover to deal drugs. But they forgot to switch off their in-house security cameras set up to spot troublemakers. When the cops raided the premises, they nicked them. Here's someone else who's been done. Fined for reading sign. A motorist is furious after he got a parking ticket when he briefly pulled over to read a roadside restriction sign. Yeah, oh. David Osborne stopped outside a bar he was visiting and got out of the driver's seat for just 90 seconds to read the parking sign on the pavement. When he realised it was a clear way for another hour and a half, he jumped back into his car and parked nearby. But his apparently innocent actions were caught on film by an eagle-eyed CCTV operator at Bristol City Council who fired off a £70 penalty notice. Kablam. Serves him right. He gets out of the car, doesn't he? Well, then it serves him right. Can you read a roadside sign without getting out of the car? Yes, that's yes. the point of a roadside sign. Yes, so tough luck, Mr Magoo. His problem, deal with it. Meanwhile, I bet there were high fives in the CCTV yeah. office. Yeah. Hey, it is a... a bit tight, though, isn't it? You only stopped for 90 seconds, for heaven's sake. Tough. There's a great bit of footage during the rounds yesterday of, I don't know, it's like a foreign country somewhere, and it's a fella, it's a it's CCTV footage, it's a fella riding his bicycle, right? And then he gets hit by a truck that's... that's uh, no, tr- trust me. He's taking a dark turn. He gets hit by a truck that's covering mattresses. Right? So the truck hits him. <gasps> he falls off the bike, sort of goes up in the air. But at the same time, a mattress falls off the back of the truck. He lands, bam, on the mattress. You know what that is? Go on. Serendipity. Eee, is that what serendipity yeah. is? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Or if, all right, heavy feet. Or if you want to send me a text, 
And why not send me a text? 81333, start your text, 3CR. And while we're giving out contact details, I have an email address as well, very futuristic, very modern. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. It's Ian spelt the correct way. I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound building up now between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Also the M25 anti-clockwise heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorley Wood. In St Albans on the speed sensors, Soundridge Road is slow going towards the centre of town as you go through Marshall's Wick. And the A1 southbound heavy going between Stirling Corner and Apex Corner. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, items spotted in search for missing plane, government loan rising for Bedfordshire's Naira project and Hertfordshire Cinema told to stop babies going to 15-rated films. BBC Three Counties Radio. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. The Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott has described it as a new and credible development. John Young is from the Maritime Safety Authority. The largest uh, image that I've seen is assessed as being 24 metres. Um, there's another one that's uh, smaller than that and, and a number of other um, uh, I- images um, in the general area uh, of, of the biggest one. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, but since then nothing has been built. More from Tony Fisher. Naira was also loaned over a £1 million by the former Bedfordshire County Council. The company blames the delay on the economic downturn and has always insisted it is still seeking investment. The government says it expects evidence of progress in the near future as the current situation is not sustainable. The Conservatives are facing a backlash over an advert suggesting playing bingo and drinking beer are what hard-working people enjoy. It was published by the Tory party chairman and well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps after the Chancellor George Osborne halved the tax on bingo and knocked a penny off a pint of beer in his budget. The Lib Dem Chief Treasury Secretary Danny Alexander says he thought it was a joke. I mean, I thought it was a spoof at first. It's just pretty extraordinary. It's, it's, I think it's rather patronising. I think there are, and also I think it actually demeans some quite sensible things. You know, there are, there are good reasons to be supporting bingo. There are good reasons to be encouraging our pub sector to be stronger. 
And this language, well, that's for Grant Chaps to justify. Failure to repair a pothole has cost Hertfordshire County Council £70,000 in High Court damages after a cyclist suffered brain injuries in an accident. 57-year-old Alan Curtis from Bushy came off his bike in Rickmansworth after hitting a pothole. The County Council say they are disappointed by the judgment. Firefighters rescued a person from a house fire in Stevenage last night. Crews were called to Womerley Road just after 8.15. Hearts Fire and Rescue say the resident was alerted by a smoke alarm. A cinema in Hertfordshire has been forced to withdraw 15 rated films from the parent and baby matinees as they were deemed too old for the babies. The Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted had to take action following a complaint to the local council which also acts as the licensing authority. Jessica is one of the mums who will petition against the decision. It's sold out every week and it's some, it's, it's, it, especially when they're newborns it's people's saviour to be able to go to the cinema sitting quiet for two hours and watch a film. Um, with your baby asleep it's just it's just brilliant it's it's the best thing they do in Berkhamsted in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United went through 3-2 on aggregate. The weather dry and sunny this morning, but rain moves in from the west by late afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I would home in on our sense of community, our can-do attitude in the, in the town. Inviting everyone to where you live. There's always something to say hello to, there's always somebody popping into, there's always something new in the shops. All this week, we're featuring Newport Pagnell. The friendliness, the community spirit, the well-being. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past seven. It's Thursday, the 20th of March. Isn't it getting lighter in the mornings? When I was coming downstairs, about five minutes to six. Oh, I thought it was a little bit light. It's exciting, isn't it, if you're a fan of, of early light? As I know some of you are. Not everybody's cup of tea. Lots coming up on the show, including unpaid loans, unwatched films and unbelievable tweets. Oh, and beer and bingo, because that's what you like, apparently. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got some texts here. Ian, how can any uh, any one unselfish person celebrate a budget that is geared towards the rich? Millions of people in this country are on the poverty line. No money for more food banks then. I work seven days a week just to keep what I've got. If I lose my job, I lose everything. That's Cameron's Britain today, says Pat. And Maff in Hanslope says, Ian, a penny off beer is more significant in terms of greedy brewery bosses rounding up to a 5p increase if it had gone up one pence. I'm a bit confused. Bashing their tenants and punters alike. Anyway, off to save myself ten pence to celebrate. Well done, Math. And we've had an email. I don't believe this email, Aidan. I don't believe it, but I'm going to read it. We're talking about that um, rugby uh, man's wife who uh, well did all kinds of things when he, he, he cheated on her. Aidan says, Ian, an ex-girlfriend took revenge on me. No, I don't, I don't believe this for a second. I okay. think this is a, a joke, but I'll read it. An ex-girlfriend took revenge on me by taking all the fruit and veg from my cupboard and putting it in the washing machine and switching it on. 
mean, it would make like a sort of stew, wouldn't it? You'd have like, um... Was he a fruitarian? Do any of your viewers have similar vegetable-based revenge stories? I'll put it out there. I don't believe that for a second, Aidan, but I'll, I'll put it out there. Uh... Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, alone... Oh, oh yep. There was the Crest story, wasn't there? Go on, what's the Crest I never, story? I've ne- it's always a friend of a friend who's done it. Go on. Well, you sow Crest seeds into their carpet. It's never happened. Never happened. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to the Naira project was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, and since then, nothing has happened. Well, the Department for Business, Innovation and Skills says it expects the company to provide evidence of progress in the near future as the current situation is not sustainable. I'm joined now by Robert Oxley from the Taxpayers Alliance. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. Have you ever heard of so much public money going unrecovered? Sadly, I have heard of this kind of thing before, but I think this one is certainly one of the worst cases. It seems like uh, officials have uh, decided to try and forget their dirty little secret, the amount of money that they've squandered, the amount of our money that they've squandered on this project. And it doesn't look like they've been taking any action. Uh, There has been now, these loans are worth £3 million, and a huge amount has been spent by Naira uh, on planning permission, on PR, uh, and yet they've got nothing to show for it, nothing to show for all the taxpayers' money they've had. So you know, I think Bedfordshire residents will look at this and just think, you know, you know why, why, are they, why have they been given this cash? And more importantly, why have they been allowed to get away with doing absolutely nothing with this cash? And you're right, it would appear that nothing's been done. And almost 10 years on, Naira is still seeking even more investment. That does seem crazy, doesn't it? Well, would you invest your cash in Naira? You know, if you if you were an investor, would you look at this and say, this is a project which I think is going to deliver a return? And this is the problem, is that too often, you know, politicians, they make investments with our cash uh, in the type of projects that if we were spending it, we wouldn't, you know, we'd stay 100 miles away from it. Uh, and this is one of the biggest problems that we have, particularly with um, the organisations which used to, the organisation which caused this, the, the RDA. This was one of their biggest problems the regional development agencies, they used to spend our money, they used to invest it, normally you know, take money off businesses and try and spend it elsewhere. But they always had a habit of picking losers. And this is the problem, that when you do start uh, trusting politicians to, you know, to invest our money on a project that they think will be great, they don't make the kind, of ses- the, the kind of assessments that we make when we're spending our own money. And they don't, kind of, they don't think about the risks, they don't think about the loss, because quite frankly, if they lose our cash, very little, as we can see today, happens. Happens. Whereas if we lose our cash, you know, that normally means less money uh, for the for the weekly shop, less money to actually uh, get by on. And I think what we really need in both this case and in all other future investments is a healthy sense from politicians of whose cash they're actually spending. The, what makes this even more confusing is the loan is secured against the land uh, on which Naira have planning permission, but it's it could be divided up between the government and two Bedfordshire council departments. It's all very messy, isn't it? It is is absolutely messy and the last thing that we need is further costly legal action which ends up putting uh, you know further bills on the taxpayers the project has been uh, faced 
uh, kind of legal cases before. And the problem is, is that you know taxpayers will lose out yet again. I think what needs to be happen needs to happen very quickly is this situation needs to be resolved. And quite frankly, um, some steps need to be taken to get some of the money back on this, either by selling off the land because it doesn't look like the project's going anywhere. Uh, and the, I hope you know the fact that your show and that the BBC have highlighted the big problem here will actually give a bit of impetus uh, to those in charge of the project because just simply allowing it to to, to rot there without anything being done is totally unacceptable. Uh, the Department of Business, Innovation and Skills uh, sent a statement saying it remains a priority for us to continue to receive updates from Naira and we expect them to provide us with positive evidence of progress. They're living in a fantasy world, aren't they? Well, I'm assured of you that, they're, that they're, they continue to be focused on getting updates. Wow, you know, that sounds like they're doing a lot, hey? Um, I think what we really need is a, bit, you know, a serious effort to resolve this situation because a large amount of taxpayers' money so far has been squandered in this project. Yeah, and that's, that's millions of pounds which has eventually will have to come out of family budgets, and that's totally unacceptable um, because, you know, it's, it's not the government who are paying for it. It's ordinary households, it's ordinary residents. Uh, and more of these cases, more of these wastes uh, happen too often, and it is about time that we had a culture of accountability so that when money is wasted, somebody, somebody uh, takes the blame for that and faces the consequences. Robert, thank you for your time. Always good to talk to you. Robert Oxley from the Taxpayers Alliance. We did ask to speak to Naira, and they said... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got this, um... I've got this thing on my finger. I think it's an ingrowing fingernail. It is actually on that finger. I think it's an ingrowing fingernail. The side is... It's... Well, excuse my language, it's bloody. Uh, and it really flipping hurts. Now, is it an ingrowing fingernail, or is, has just the skin come away from the side of my... F- e- either way, I don't know. It really hurts. Oh, it's enough hurt. I'm being very brave about it, though. Very brave about it. 08459 oh, 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, the team are, uh, team are now hastily putting on hand cream after I've mentioned my manky fingers. And good for them. Good for them. We're talking as well this morning about a story. A big fan of the cinema. It's expensive... And if you've got kids, it's difficult. Uh, and so some cinemas do these um, sort of mother and baby groups. A little bit sexist. What about dads and babies, eh? Anyway, what do they call Fathers for Justice? Come on, guys. Um, but uh, the, the cinema that we're talking about today, the Rex, the Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted, has... Uh, well, someone complained because at this mother and baby group... They were showing a 15-rated film. So some square, some killjoy, complained. And now they've had to pull it. David in Dunstable. Morning, David. Morning, Ian. David, what do you reckon to this? Well, the the ruling in South Africa is that um, it's 2 to 18. So the minimum age to take a child into a cinema was two years old or driving out there. Yes. Uh, Hello? Hello, yes. Turn your radio off, David. It's off, but... Well, then what's that in the background? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, okay. But anyway, that's that's the minimum age, 2 to 18. So hang on, you can't... In South Africa... I'm struggling to get the point, but we're going to pursue it. In South Africa, you can't go to the cinema below the age of two. Yeah, but you can... Because you go to drive-ins, don't you? So you can have the kid in the back seat. Are you telling me they don't have indoor cinemas in South Africa? They do have indoor cinemas, but... 
the drive-in cinemas 2 to 18. OK. What about the indoor cinemas? Oh, I'm not too sure. Thank, thank you very much indeed. David, I've not got a clue. Thank you, David. I was struggling with that a little bit. Do you not mean that you I, just don't pay until they're two? They don't count for a ticket till they're two? One of the worst cinemas I've ever been in in my life was in Pakistan. Um, and we were filming, because I was in Pakistan for three months, years ago, and we were filming in a cinema. And it was kind of nice, because it was dirty, it was dingy, it was small, it smelled. And you thought, well, this is exciting, this is, this is real cinema, real cinema. And we were filming in there, then everybody went out for some lunch, and uh, I went in the cinema for a cheeky little doze. It was dark, and I sat in one of the seats, had a cheeky little doze. I woke up, it was very dark, and I looked at my feet. I saw a dozen cockroaches, <gasps> two inches long. Two inches long! It was disgusting! They were just, like, around my feet in a semicircle. But did they do <laughs> parent and baby matinees? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, you wouldn't let a baby go in there. You probably would over there. It was disgusting. Even now, it makes me uh, slightly uncomfortable to be in cinemas. Where because were you? In one of the big towns, or is it out in the sticks somewhere? Um, this, was pro- this would have been in Karachi somewhere. Wow. This would have been in Karachi, yeah. It was, it was thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly unpleasant. Oh, dear, Disgusting. They were sat around my feet in a semicircle, like they were watching me. Like I was the entertainment. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's a quarter past seven. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 southbound looking slow on the speed sensors now. And also approaching the M1 on the Dunstable Road, uh, struggling on the approach from Luton. And in Chesant, the A10 southbound, heavy going towards Waltham Cross. The M25 anti-clockwise, heavy going as well between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorley Wood. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the su- thank you very much, Alice. On the subject of fruit-based revenge, thank you to Aidan for suggesting this. Uh, Scott says on Twitter, Eddie Murphy has fruit-based revenge in Beverly Hills Cop. When he, do you remember what he does, Catherine? I hate to think. He puts a banana up no. a bad dude's exhaust pipe. Oh. There we go. Thank you very much for that, Scott. 7.16 exactly. It's Thursday the 20th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago, but nothing's been done so far. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. What could I do? I started to scream, of course. I didn't even have time to give my last hug, you know. But there is a way you can hear it all again. You're listening to a special programme on BBC Three Counties Radio, looking at the incredible story of St Albans woman Philomena Lee. Go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and click on listen again. All of our programmes are available for seven days, allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties uh, Radio. If you want to give me a call, 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. And there are other ways to get in touch as well. There are other ways to get in touch, and uh, I'll leave those up to you to find out what those ways are. We're going to speak to Justin Daly in a little bit about this cinema in uh, Berkhamsted. I can't believe these squares, OK? It's a nice little thing they do. The Rex in Berkhamsted, they um, put on screenings for mums and dads and their kiddies, like little babies. It's not, it's not even three, four, five-year-olds, it's babies, OK? Uh, and they would go and see these films in the daytime, about half past twelve, two o'clock, something like that. Their kids could sit there. It didn't matter if they made a noise, because it's kids, you know? It's what they're there for. Um, and they were showing 15 and 18-rated 18, 18 films during these parent and baby matinee shows, some square has, um, has complained about it. Some square has kicked off about it. Well, I'd love to, uh, to get your thoughts on this. 08459 455 555. What do you reckon? Is it, uh, would, would you complain about something like this? Do you think it's inappropriate for babies to um, watch 15 films? What do you reckon, Justin? Berkhamsted, the home of the killjoy. This story is bizarre. I mean, who would actually take the time to phone the council and say, this is what's going on, and that person has, has ruined it for absolutely everybody? I'm a big fan of small independent cinemas. Mm. I, I'll go to the chains if I need to, you know, but I, I do like the small independent cinemas because you get, you get a bespoke service there. There's just something a little bit... The, the, the big cinemas, the big chains, the view, the Odeons, the things like that, they're a little bit soulless. They put, yeah. perform a function, but they're a little bit soulless. Mm. Whereas if you go to... Thank you, Kelly. I've just been brought a coffee. Uh, thanks for the cough. <laughs> you know, tell you, uh, if you go to a smaller one, there's just something... Just something a little, a little bit special about it. And for someone to see that parent baby groups are showing 15-year-old films that are for 15s and then going home and complaining about them. Yabu sucks. Well, I'll tell you what, the Rex has got a fantastic reputation locally. I live in Hemel Hempstead. It's a, a very different, it's a very unique cinema. When was your first childhood memory, Ian? When can you first remember anything that happened or anybody that you were influenced by? Well, I remember being three years old in my living room. And I remember, this is true, I remember peering around the coffee table and looking at my mum and thinking i am three <laughs> seriously that's my so, first memory so, okay so three years old so i, if I was you were, sentient at three if you were in a room at six months old no, watching a violent remember. film that would have meant absolutely nothing to you because you're a baby what was the first picture the first film you went to see at the pictures oh that's a very good question um i gonna have to get back to you on that one i, uh, I, I remember, remember my first film i think we had a spate of when I was about six or seven going to the pictures. The first one I remember going to see, at the age of six, I think, was uh, a long-forgotten film starring Bill Cosby and Elliot Gould yeah. called The Devil and Max Devlin. Ooh. And Bill Cosby was the devil, and um, Elliot Gould um, went to work for the devil to collect souls. <laughs> this is a big concept <laughs> six for a six years old. Six years old. Wow. Uh, it was a Disney film. and um, But then he repented, and he did good things, and God came and rescued him. Yeah, I think I now uh, have realised why you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw this out there. The first film you saw at the cinema, please, as a child. 08459 Anyway, you've mm. been to Berkhamsted. What have people been saying? Yes, well, I think a lot of people confused, uh, a bit like us, uh, as to what on earth is going on here. I've been asking people whether the right decision has been made here. Uh, I don't think so, no. Uh, I don't think they can cooperate and 
understand the full value of the film. So they don't know what's going on. No, <laughs> I mean, complete nonsense. I mean, they haven't got a clue what's going on. They should be able to, you know, let the parents enjoy it. They'll probably sleep through it anyway. And when was your first memory as a kid? Take yourself back. When can you first remember life as a kid? For probably me, I think four. it was probably that three, four, three, four. So if you're watching violent films that that were specific at 15, at six months old, it'd make no difference to you at all. Mate, you wouldn't be a, a, aware of it or have any idea what it was. Well, here's Jessica. Jessica, you're here with baby Thea, uh, who's six months old. You actually go to this club, so you now know that these films that are specific at 15 have been cancelled. How do you feel about that? I think it's ridiculous, because the babies are either asleep or not paying any interest or attention to the film, because they're all so young. You don't really take them beyond about seven, eight months anyway, because they wouldn't last. It's perfect for me, because Thea's asleep for the whole film, um, and it's one thing I didn't think I'd ever be able to do when I had a baby was go to the cinema so the fact we could every week was just brilliant now I'm hearing talk of a petition yes we all we all kicked off there was a big whatsapp group going around when we all heard what happened that it was being cancelled and someone suggested starting a petition saying bring it back I mean how angry are you seriously you seem quite calm right now but um are you quite angry about this we're all just um we all just think it's ridiculous because it's become a weekly thing. It's sold out every week. And it's some, it's, it's, it, especially when they're newborns, it's people's saviour to be able to go to the cinema, sit in quiet for two hours and watch a film um, with your baby asleep. It's just, it's just brilliant. It's, it's the best thing they do in Berkhamsted. If that person who has complained about this is listening to this right now, and there's every chance they could be, you're thinking about setting up a petition, what is your message to them? If you don't like it, don't go. If you don't think it's right, then don't take your baby, but let, let, let the rest of us do, do it, because we love it. I personally wouldn't let any of my children watch anything like that when they were little. When you say little, what, what about a baby? We're talking six months old. Do you think that makes any difference? No, I don't think they take it in. I remember, Justin, um, well, being a, a young lad, uh, must have been about seven, about 1980, and my parents got a copy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh. on video, on yeah. Betamax video. Mm. They wouldn't let me watch it, but I remember hearing it. I remember being in bed, and if anyone's seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the last 35 minutes is a woman being chased by a lunatic with a chainsaw. Yeah. So for literally 35 minutes, all you hear is... <laughs> Literally, and I remember yeah. being in my bed at the age of seven, absolutely shivering with with fear. Yep, it was terrifying. It, terrifying. It may have been terrifying, but at six months old, no, I it certainly have. wouldn't have had that effect. They wouldn't heard, have registered. There from parents, parents very angry about this, but also everybody else in Berkhamsted can't they can't understand um, why somebody would complain and why it would make uh, any difference at all for a baby being in a cinema when a fifteen or an eighteen film is being shot. I hate Killjoys. Thank you very much, Justin. Joined now by, uh, well, my favourite film critic and uh, social commentator. It's Richard Fitzwilliams. Morning, Richard. Uh, good morning. What's your reaction to this? Mother and baby groups told they have to show PG films. Well, it's absolutely preposterous. And sometimes authority is, and I only hope that the petition succeeds. I mean, it is just plain ridiculous enforcing rules of this sort in this way i mean it's farcical and i mean i do applaud the mothers wanting to see to enjoy the cinema experience i mean quite obviously it's crazy and let's hope it's changed very very soon what influence richard does the bbfc have over this if any 
Well, uh, I mean, if it's not a matter of parental guidance, if it is a matter of the, I mean, I understood it was local authorities who mm. issued certificates. If that's the case, the BBFC give a certificate nationally, and then, I, as I understand it, uh, it's um, locally. That so it's local discretion. But yes, but I mean, this is circumstance isn't regarding a certificate. It's regarding common sense, and sometimes there's very little of that uh, in certain judgments. I mean, let's just hope it alters, because it's so important. I mean, you shut out this cinema experience, or you're forced to see certain types of films. I mean, it's obviously ludicrous at the age of a very, very few months, uh, clearly. I mean, this is not something that uh, anyone was thinking of when they were giving a certificate. And we, we, we want to be encouraging people into the cinema, I would imagine, particularly these small independent cinemas that are trying to do something a little bit special. They're oh, wonderful, aren't they? Oh, how right you are, and of course... The, we know from a 2011 survey that 80% of films which are seen in, in Britain are seen in one way or another, either downloaded on the television screen, uh, on your DVD video, whatever. Of course, this is so important to keep this alive as much as you can. And matters dealing with time and the pace of life and all the rest of it. It's difficult enough for anyone to go to the theatre, and also that's much more expensive. And there's no question at all that look at the problems when it comes to going to concerts and so on. This is so important in the life of a community. And keeping cinemas of the sort alive and keeping the experience alive, obviously I'd be in favour of someone seeing Gravity on DVD if they haven't got time to see it in 3D as it should be seen, for example, on a wide screen, and that goes for most films. Some of them can be seen with perfectly, well, obviously, I mean, as, as intended on a screen, if it's small and if it's a drama, sometimes it doesn't matter, but a film is a film originally intended to be seen on the wide it's screen. The experience. It's the experience, exactly. Richard, we're running out of time. We need to get you on for longer next time, because I love talking to you. Give me a pick of a couple of films that are out at the moment that we need to see. Well, at the moment, I mean, I would suggest that Startup, uh, it's an, a remarkable British film directed by David Mackenzie. None of us wants to experience the situation in prison, but my goodness oh. me, in in Jack O'Connell, you've got a remarkable actor, and this is a a tough, brutal movie, but one that is, in my opinion, pretty unforgettable. Uh, one to, um, frankly, avoid, it's finally with us, is Labor Day. It's Kate Winslet oh and it's Josh <laughs> Brolin, but uh, when a prisoner man it forces himself into the life of a depressed uh, mother and we see it through the eyes of her son uh, frankly it isn't convincing so um, those are the two two of the films out two films week. that um, and I'm only talking over you because you're running out of time one film I've seen and one film I'm looking forward to seeing I was supposed to go to a screening this week and couldn't the one film I've seen is the latest Wes Anderson the Grand Budapest Hotel oh, that's terrific isn't it's it fun. brilliant he creates his own rural between the walls. It's and a, magical! Because he's got a good script and he's got yeah. Ray Fiennes on top form, not to mention a galaxy of stars. It's, it's magical. And the one I really want to see is the John Ronson scripted film, Frank, that's kind of very loosely based on Frank Sybottom. 
That one I haven't seen. Oh, with Michael Fassbender wearing a paper mache head all the way through. Well, there is Michael Fassbender in other roles that come more vividly to mind. I have to say, as Edwin Epstein's slave driver in 12 Years a Slave, and I helplessness have seen that because it's... Uh, it's, this is a really tough cinematic experience. I mean, Fassbender is one of our He's good, rarest he? actors. Oh, yes, a, a, a remarkable, but Grand Budapest Hotel is absolutely excellent. Richard, I have to let you go because we're out of time. Let's get, when, next time we get Richard on, let's get him on for longer because I could talk to him for ages. His insight and his passion for the cinema is uplifting. Richard Fitzwilliams, thank you very much. Uh, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 London Bound, we've got reports that a lane is blocked at Junction 1 for the Denham Roundabout. And the M25 anti-clockwise still heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. On the speed sensors in Kings Langley, the A41 southbound slow going between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25. Also on public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands have services via Milton Keynes with possible delays of up to 45 minutes. That's after an earlier electrical supply problem at Tamworth. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. The Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott has described it as a new and credible development. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago in 2000. 2005, but nothing has been built. And the Conservatives are facing a backlash over an advert suggesting playing bingo and drinking beer are what hard-working people enjoy. It was published by the Tory party chairman and well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps after the Chancellor, George Osborne, halved the tax on bingo and knocked a penny off a pint of beer in his budget. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League. This to reduce the deficit. Van Persie from the penalty spot. He's going to strike it left-footed. Here he comes. Great penalty. Really in the penalty. Here's a chance. Van Persie's made it 2-0. Just before half-time. Van Persie shoots. So Robin van Persie's hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United threw 3-2 on aggregate to join Chelsea in tomorrow's quarter-final draw. His relieved manager, David Moyes. I thought it was a magnificent team performance tonight. It really was. You know, We carried no passengers. Everybody fought their corner for what they had to do in the, in the game. And I thought we played well as well. I thought there was some good football. But I think there was a real tempo to our football, which maybe we've not seen here at Old Trafford for a lot of the games this season. Tottenham face Benfica in Lisbon tonight, looking 
to overturn their 3-1 first leg deficit and progress to the quarter-finals of the Europa League. The world champion Milton Keynes Red Bull team will be given the freedom of the borough at a council meeting this evening. The Formula One team employs several hundred people at their Tilbrook base in the new city. And England's cricketers lost their second and final warm-up match for the World 2020 in Bangladesh. They were beaten by 20 runs by India and play New Zealand on Saturday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Richard's in Stevenage. Good morning, Richard. Hi, Ian. Richard, what would you like to say, sir? Um... Richard, we'll call you back. What's going on with this rubbish phone? We'll call him back, shall we? While we're doing that, let's have a quick look at the front pages of some of the newspapers. It's all about the budget. I'll be honest, I don't get... Oh, I nearly said something rude then. I don't get excited by the budget. What does it mean? I'm, I'm probably paying a bit more, generally. That's, that's what they always mean, isn't it? I'm probably paying a little bit more. Um, the Guardian. Vote blue, go grey. Appeal to older voters with savings and pensions reforms. Osborne warns austerity will continue long after election. I don't like people who say austerity. Austerity. It's austerity, isn't it? Like the people who say auction. Well, it's an auction. Cheaper energy for business condemned by green groups. Um, so that's that. It's, it's all. It's all this, really. You have earned it. You have saved it, says the Daily Telegraph. And now... After years of lean times, Osborne's pension revolution will reward you too. Okay, good for him. Let's do a couple more, then we'll uh, talk about bicycles. I know. Um, The independent Osborne helps the aged. Pensions shake up to woo over 50s. Tax-free savings limit increase. Threshold for higher higher rate tax raised. Young left even further behind, says Labour. And the new face of Crimea revealed as naval bases stormed. And the Times, the savings... Revolution. We'll do the Sun and the Mail and uh, the Express in a little bit. But let, let, let's be honest, they're all, they're all kind of talking about the same things. It's not the most exciting story in the world. 08459 455 555. Now, a Hertfordshire cyclist has won his High Court case following an accident caused by a pothole. The High Court has ruled that Alan Curtis, who's 57 from Bushy, should be paid nearly £70,000 by Hertfordshire County Council. Well, Alan joins me, as does his solicitor, Kevin O'Sullivan. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Uh, Alan, let's start with you. Give us a little bit of background to this this case. When did it happen and and what exactly did happen? Um, It was October the, uh, I think, 4th, 2009. It was Sunday morning. Uh, I was out for a cycle ride with two of my friends. We were actually in the final stages of preparation for a uh, charity bike ride we, we was, I was supposed to be doing um, a month later in India, um, but obviously couldn't go because of the accident. So what, what exactly happened? You, you, you fell over in a pothole? Um, well, the truth of it is I, I don't know what happened oh. because I have, um, so I'm told, pre- and post-traumatic memory loss. So oh, yeah. about five minutes before to the accident to uh, two days afterwards, I have no idea what happened. Oh, but dear. From what, from what I'm told, I, I, I wasn't unconscious. I just, my, my memory's gone. It's been blocked out. Um, but uh, from what I'm told, um, I either... My wheel, my wheel either caught in a pothole or I saw it late and swerved to avoid it. But either way, I lost control of the bike, mm. uh, came flying off it, um, landed um, on my left, probably on my left-hand side, 
uh, broke both the arms, broke both the bones in my forearm, my left forearm. Oh dear. Um, they were completely snapped through, and I've got two metal plates in there, but that's all healed up very nicely. Um, and uh, looking at the uh, remains of my cycle helmet, um, I landed on the left-hand side of my head, um, which has caused nerve damage on the right-hand side of my body. Oh, gosh. So how how is this, uh, this? This must have had a big impact on your life. Um, yes, it's, ha- it's had a significant impact. Um, immediately after the accident, I had double vision. I had almost no hearing, couldn't smell, couldn't taste, had no sensation of pain or temperature on the right-hand side of my body. Um, that they're all neurological things and over about two years pretty much all of that has come back except for hearing on in my right ear and the sensation on my right hand side um the sensation is it's annoying it's not good but it's it's something you can live with you know i don't feel temperature well so if i go out on what we might say was a reasonable um fresh day um, I would feel a lot colder on my left-hand side, and I have this pins and needles sensation. Um, the main problem is the hearing, which um, my my right ear, um, the, the the sound that goes into it doesn't get transmitted to the brain properly because of nerve damage, um, and that also causes me a problem with something called discrimination, which means that uh, my brain can't filter out the noise it wants to hear and background noise so uh it's something that you know people with good hearing do naturally you don't even think about it um so if i'm in a uh, crowded room with lots of background noise it's very difficult for me to hear uh the person i'm speaking to or the people i'm with um and that's 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 very difficult for me um both socially and at work because a lot of my work um depends on meeting speaking to people uh, socially if we're in a restaurant um it's almost impossible to have a conversation with people around the table if there's background noise uh, the hubbub of voices or, or music in the background um and the other thing is just on a very practical level um watching tv of an evening sitting at home i'll have the subtitles on there's also a very weird thing where the brain overcompensates and amplifies sound so i'll complain to my wife that the tv's too loud and she'll say no i can hardly hear it Uh, so alan you've been awarded seventy thousand pounds yeah happy with that is that enough uh yes i'm very happy with that i i I must say i don't want to appear on grave i don't get all of it i think twenty thousand pounds of that it gets repaid to the uh, medical insurance people but it's still a lot of money it's far more than uh we anticipated the the judge really came down very positively in our favour. Um, and, um, you know, um, I- I'm going to say that cliche thing that people always say, we-, we didn't go into this for the money. In fact, I didn't even think about suing the council immediately. It was only when uh, a friend of mine was talking to a, a friend of ours 
um, who is a solicitor, who, who is the um, the owner of Kevin's uh, solicitors, mm. who said, you know, it might be worth having a try with this one. Uh, and we said, well, why not? You know, I've got um, permanent injuries that have affected my life. Um, and, and the other thing the judge ruled was that it's also affected my employability. So we did get some money for um, loss of earnings. OK, Alan, we'll stay there, because you, you've introduced uh, Kevin O'Sullivan perfectly. You're doing my job for me. Kevin, were you surprised at uh, £70,000? Well, I was mostly surprised that the judge found in our favour on, 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 on what we call liability, i.e. proving that the accident was the fault of Hertfordshire County Council. Um, these cases are very difficult to win. Um, and what, as Alan has very well described, what, what made this case particularly difficult was we had a client who was knocked out by their injuries and therefore couldn't tell us how the accident occurred. Yeah. So, so the, real, the first and biggest probably uphill struggle we had was to prove on, on a balance of probabilities that Alan came off at this particular pothole because it's not enough to show that the, the area of the road is is in a poor state of repair. You've got to show the, you've got to identify the exact pothole that caused it. Um, and if you don't, you, um, you won't, you won't, uh, you won't prove your case. So that was the most difficult thing. We didn't have a witness. We had one, we had Alan's friend who could, who could see the accident from a distance, but he couldn't see it that closely. Um, and so it, that was the, that was the most difficult uh, part of this case. How many cases like this have happened in the past? Or does, does this case uh, pave the way for more claims? It, it, it possibly does. I mean, there's lots of legal authority in this area because people get very, very badly hurt or killed as a result of the highway very often. For example, in cases like where people skid skid on the highway in ice and hit a tree or something like that. So you, you get very serious accidents. But routinely, councils fight these cases. Um, and a lot of the case law is in their favour. So it, it, you're always... You're always um, you're always fight, fighting an uphill struggle to take on a council um, because what they, again, routinely do is just say, um, we inspect the road every so often, here's, mm. our, inspe- here's our inspection records, um, we haven't done anything wrong. And it's, it, it's, it's, tough, to, um, it's tough to overcome that. Uh, Hertfordshire County Council won't come on this morning, but they do say that Mr Curtis's accident is regrettable, but they're disappointed with the outcome of the judgment. Do they have a, a right to appeal this? They do have a right to appeal, although I would have expected them to seek permission yesterday um, while we were in court and right. the judgment was being delivered. So it's unlikely. Okay. Um, I think, I think it would be very difficult for them, to be honest, because the judge found he, he, it, was a, it was an excellent judgment and he carefully described how he preferred the evidence of um, our witnesses over the witnesses of the defendant. So it would be very hard for the defendants to reopen this case. Kevin, uh, I really appreciate your time. Kevin O'Sullivan and Alan Curtis, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. Here's something, Catherine, talking about potholes. Yes. Um, I think Scoins was banging on about this the other day. Uh, the, the money that's put aside for potholes. Did you see this? No, tell me. Right, how much money did Bucks County Council, Bucks County Council, need to fix the potholes last year? Oh, hang on a minute. This does ring a bell. Yeah, go on. Was it something like 200? It was 120 million. Right. right. So Bucks County Council, to fix the potholes last year, needed 120 million pounds. Now, how much have the government put aside to fix the potholes in the whole country? 200 million. 200 million pounds. So there's a massive gap. And we've done, we've done potholes. We don't normally do potholes, but that was kind of a, an interesting twist on it. Um, but it, it, it is a massive problem. And we often get emails saying, why don't you do stories about potholes? Well, because we could do them every day. Yeah, we could do them every day. And let's be honest, they're quite dull. People, people phoning up saying, there's a hole in my road. OK, good luck with that. But um, it, it is a growing thing. And with councils having to make cutbacks everywhere, you know, oh, filling in some potholes, really? Really? And they're not going to be bothered to, are they? They'll say they do, but I don't think they're going to.
455 is the phone number. We're not doing a pothole phone in, though, please. Um... Uh, Michael has texted in about the budget. The budget was fantastic. One pence off a pint of beer. Buy 300, get one free. People will be falling over themselves to take them up on that offer. And there was uh, a couple of... um, Oh, Beth on Twitter about the uh, tweet that Grant Shapps, who's not replied to my uh, request to come on the show... What is? What did the? What did the? Maybe he's decided to come away from Twitter for a while. What did he? What did it say? Let me find the advert. Was oh, it in the mail? Yeah, it's page twelve and thirteen. Twelve and thirteen in the mail. So Grant Chaps, MP. Where is he? The MP of? I can never remember. Well, well in. in. Thank you. Sorry. Well in Hatfield. Okay, even with the microphone on it, you still can't hear you. Well in he's also Hatfield. The, he's also got to remember the Conservative Party chairman. And he's good. We've had Grant on before. He's he's good. He's 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 messed up here. So he's uh, tweeted a picture of an advert. Bingo. Cutting the bingo tax and beer duty to help hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy. Conservatives. Well, Beth has said, bang out of order. Honestly, hard-working people, how patronising. It's not bingo and beer people want, it's food and warmth. Kind of says it all. Very quickly, before we go to the travel, we're talking about this cinema, uh, the Rex Cinema. What Do you remember what the first film is that you went to see at the pictures? Mine was The Devil and Max Devling, starring Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. It was awful. E.T. is the one I remember going to with my dad. Really? And crying at the end. Not because of the film, because my dad lost his hat. Oh, man, what a Muppet. I um, also, uh, one of the, I think the second film I saw was Popeye with Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it, and I came out, and we bought a toy pipe, and I was pretending to smoke a pipe. Go, 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 go. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Travel news, here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things are looking busy in Hitchin again on the speed sensors. The A505 and the A602 both queuing, heading towards the centre of town while there are temporary traffic lights up causing delays. And the A5 southbound slow going through Markgate at the moment. And at the Black Cat roundabout, we've got queues on the A1 southbound. The M25 anti-clockwise, heavy between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands have services via Milton Keynes, may be delayed by up to 45 minutes. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. I got an interesting email from uh, from someone who wants to use a different name in regards to the to the cinema, the Rex Cinema. I'll, let me quickly, we'll, we'll look through it during the weather and we'll, we'll do it in a few minutes. Right now, though, it's 7.47, it's Thursday, the 20th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost ten years ago, but nothing's been built. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. 7.47, let's get the weather now with Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. Today's going to be the last mild day, really. We've got some much colder air tucking in for a Friday and the weekend. But for today, yes, it's dry, it's bright, it's breezy. There'll be some sunshine around. Probably always best towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. There's a bit of cloud elsewhere at the moment, but sunshine quickly breaking through. So not a bad looking day at all. Top temperatures up to uh, 12 or 13 degrees, I think, fairly widely. That's 55 in Fahrenheit with a fairly brisk southwesterly wind. Now, as we head into this afternoon, it's going to cloud over gradually uh, from the northwest and we'll start to see a band of rain arrive probably through this evening's rush hour inconveniently enough uh, so wet and windy for a time the rain eventually clearing through the course of the night temperatures tonight down to as low as perhaps three or four degrees still quite windy into tomorrow uh, tomorrow is going to be um pretty nice day and there'll be lots of sunshine around but it will feel cooler than it has been with highs of only eight degrees celsius a few showers around tomorrow and for the weekend and as the wind drops out on saturday we will start to see some frosty nights that's the forecast Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, talking about this uh, cinema that uh, is well, the, the Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted, they had mother and um, baby groups, parent and baby groups, and someone complained because some of the films are rated 15. Well, let me get this right because they don't always use this. Right. Kate. Let's, let's call her Kate, shall we? It's not her real name. I know what her real name is, but let's say Kate. Ian, search for five myths about babies and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which tells us that research has proven that disturbing noises can harm babies by storing memories in their bodies. Sorry, Catherine? Oh, no, I'm listening intently. It's on the friendship.org website. Then tell me babies should be in an 18 certificate film. I believe we have to be careful about what we expose babies to. Abusive shouting at home between parents can even traumatise a baby. Well, I agree, but that, that comes with um, atmosphere and the way okay. parents deal with but each supposing, other. OK, but supposing the babies are in a cinema and there's gunshots and there's, there's shouting going off in that, but that, they wouldn't necessarily be able to register the difference between their parents and, um, for example, Tom Cruise. I'm guessing that if a baby was disturbed, they'd be crying and you'd have to take them out anyway, wouldn't you? Or maybe it could be so afraid that it wouldn't be crying, it would be internalising its fear. I don't know. I'm not necessarily buying what, what Kate is saying. I'm just, I'm just... Let me have a look at friendship.org and see what they're saying. OK, yeah. Why is it labelled five myths about babies and PT? Anyway, you have a look. Let me know what they say. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call on that. Now, if you were listening last week, you might remember the story of Glenn Phillips from Hertfordshire, who has motor neurons disease. After a fall recently, he needs round-the-clock care to be able to live out the rest of his life in his own home. Generally, and this is a generalisation, when people are diagnosed with motor neurone disease... They have maybe 14 months, 18 months, two years left of their life. There are some that live much longer, some that live shorter, but that's kind of the general thing. The trouble is, in this situation, is emergency funding from the county council to help provide this care ran out last week. The situation has caused Glenn a great deal of stress, as our reporter Matt Lockwood found out. Throughout all of this process, I've been very, very stressed and concerned about what's going to happen. So I am really, genuinely very worried 
about what is going to happen on Wednesday night. And that must be, to put it mildly, you know, awful for you because, you know, you rely on that 24 hours of care. You need that 24 hours of care to stay in your own home and have that over your head that you don't know what's going to happen next. It must just be terrible. Well, one of the main problems is it's really hard to cope with having a terminal illness. I have to constantly think about dying, and that is really hard. So not to know what is happening with my care is even more stressful. Well, that was Matt uh, speaking to Glenn quite recently. Uh, and, uh, well, we've got more information on this story now. We can speak to Karen Pierce, a director of care for the Motor Neurone Disease Association. Morning, Karen. Good morning. Now, you've been involved in Glenn's case. Uh, he was very upset that you would have to move out of his home. What's the latest on this? Uh, yes, the latest is, is good news, um, although Glenn did reflect how difficult this time has been for him. The latest is that he now has a package of care for 24 hours, and the even better news is that Glenn is going to be in control of his funding, so he's going to be empowered to have the choice of the carers that he wants. Um, it gives him a degree of independence in a disease, as he rightly says, is, is going to rob him of so much. Um, we're hoping that the council, who've worked so hard together with a number of other people, um, will take this as an example, because Glenn isn't alone. There are many people with MND who will be... Uh, needing good quality care and access to um, high levels of, of, of carer um, involvement in the future. And it's one of the things that the Motor Neuron Disease Association fights for through our charter. Um, and if people are interested in seeing a little bit more about that, we'd encourage them to go online, perhaps rather than Googling a holiday, look how they can ensure that people have the right to be treated with respect as individuals. There was talk, wasn't there, Karen? The plan was, where well, we left it, that Glenn was going to be put in a nursing home because I think it was, it was £700 cheaper a week to keep, put him in a nursing home than to give him the care in his own house. Why did they change their decision? Um, I can't speak for the council and why they changed their decision. Um, I think that um, the uh, independent care agency that uh, Glenn um, has uh, contacted and is currently having care for is obviously uh, providing quality care and um, the care manager from the local authority has worked hard to try and enable Glenn to stay in his own home. It's the place where he wants to stay and I think that is to be um, applauded that so many have worked together to ensure that um, taking cost out of it that Glenn is where he, he would choose to be. How important is it for someone in Glenn's position to, to be able to stay at home? I think it's vital. Um, if you're being robbed of the ability to um, move, to eat, to, to speak, uh, everything's being taken away from you. The one constant is the place where you live, where you've got your memories, and to have to move into a care home, which is alien to you, you're not sure of where things are, I think to, to keep as much of your own life as you possibly can is, is crucial. It's possible, though, this situation could change, couldn't it? If, if, and I guess when, Glenn's situation deteriorates even further. Um, I think the positive thing is that um, 
his situation will be constantly reviewed. Um, one of the confusions and one of the uh, things that needed to be considered last time was about um, uh, a thing called a continuing health care um, um, uh, assessment. Now, Glenn currently isn't, he doesn't meet the criteria for that, uh, and that will be constantly reviewed by his health professionals who are visiting on a regular basis, and that will be a further sort of source of support as, 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 as things progress. So the constant review and the thinking forward is vital to support Glenn and all those like him. Karen, nice to talk to you, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've got slightly more positive news. Thank you very much. It's Karen Pearce, Director of Care for the Motor Neurone Disease Association. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Twitter's gone wild because there is a swan on the M4. It's gone wild. Sheila Fogarty and John Ronson and uh, various others are, are tweeting about a swan on the M4. It's crazy. It's uh, f- three of the papers that we missed. I mean, the stories, really. Uh, the Daily Express, pension power to the people, millions freed from annuity trap, ISA limit source to £15,000, high-yield savings bonds for the retired. I don't know what any of that means. The, uh, the Express, pensions and savings joy for all. But then they have a, a, a kind of baller at the top. Madeline Breakthrough. Okay, now if this is true, then this is incredible. Police hunt intruder who attacked five other British girls in Portugal. What? Turn to page nine. Maddie police hunt lone intruder who abused five girls at holiday homes. A vile sex attacker is now being hunted by detectives investigating the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. The man targeted the sleeping children of at least 12 British families on holiday in the Portuguese Algarve when Madeleine went missing, assaulting five of them. Hang Hang on a second. How come we didn't know anything about that? And the son, Wingo. Oh, for goodness sakes. Nigel's in Aylesbury. Morning, Nigel. Morning. Hello there, Ian. How are you? Good, thank you. What have you got for me? Um, it was, you said yesterday after, oh, sorry, yesterday morning about the fact that you don't get big um, stories. I thought I've got a really big story hey, for hey, you. Hey, yes, on, please. Come on, let's have it. Um, what do you got? Right. Um, yeah, when I drive down the motorway and I go past the Matrix signs, every so often they flash at me. Oh. Do- and that's the big story that I've got for you. Yeah, yeah. No, not on. Let's not get it wrong. I'm not being stupid and seeing the flashing lights and the green and that. No, they're, they're not working. Yes. And then the, all of the all of the matrix signs flash, and I'm just wondering whether it's me going mad or do other people have the same situation? What colour do they flash? Well, they just flash on the whole yellow. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've LED. seen it. I've seen it, and I wondered if it was them. me going right. mad, and I wondered Thank if it was you. the reflection of, of car lights or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they go yellow. And they do you do that yellow. thing where you kind of you're looking at the matrix signs, and they kind of do it just as you go underneath it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either, either they do. It. Or you're just driving along, particularly in the night. Big story, um, yeah. It's better Thank to you. see it, and then they yeah. go, yeah, they just flash on and off. Big story. Nigel, we're going to throw it out there. Thank you for coming to me and not going to Roberto or any of the other guys that work yeah, here. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Nigel. I appreciate that. First for news is what we used to say. I'm thinking we should bring it back just for that story. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Tony on the M1 southbound around Junction 12 for Flittick. A tyre has fallen off a trailer and is in the middle lane at the moment and some cars are swerving to avoid it. On the speed sensors, no delays at the moment. On the M25, anti-clockwise, things are heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands have services via Milton Keynes possibly delayed by up to 45 minutes. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Coming up, well, let's be honest, more of the same, really. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, possible breakthrough in search for missing plane, loan mounting up for Bedfordshire's Naira project and Hearts County Council to pay pothole damages. BBC Three Counties Radio. Australian military aircraft are on their way to a location in the southern Indian Ocean to investigate satellite images of two objects which might be from the missing Malaysian airliner. The BBC's Jonah Fisher is in Malaysia. This appears to be the most convincing lead yet. Two pieces of debris, one 24 metres in size, have been spotted by commercial satellites 1,500 miles southwest of the coast of Australia. Speaking to Parliament, the Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott said the information was both new and credible. By piecing together fragments of satellite communications and radar sightings, experts have become convinced that the plane must have headed south into the Indian Ocean. No one is any wiser as to why the plane deviated so far off course. A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, but nothing has been built. The government says the current situation is not sustainable, but Robert Oxley from the Taxpayers' Alliance says that's not good enough. They've got nothing to show for it, nothing to show for all the taxpayers' money they've had. So I think Bedfordshire residents will look at this and just think, you know, why, why why, are they, why have they been given this cash? And more importantly, why have they been allowed to get away with doing absolutely nothing? Failure to repair a pothole has, caused, has cost Hertfordshire County Council £70,000 in High Court damages after a cyclist suffered brain injuries in an accident. 57-year-old Alan Curtis from Bushy came off his bike in Rickmansworth after hitting a pothole. The County Council says they're disappointed by the judgment. Mr Curtis's solicitor, Kevin O'Sullivan, agrees it is unusual to win. Routinely, councils fight these cases, and a lot of the case law is in their favour. So it, you're always fight, fighting an uphill struggle to take on a council um, because what they again routinely do is just say we inspect the road every so often here's mm. our inspect here's our inspection records um, we haven't done anything wrong and it's it, it's it's tough to um, it's tough to overcome that the conservatives are facing a backlash over an advert suggesting playing bingo and drinking beer are what hard-working people enjoy it was published by the tory party chairman and well in hatfield mp grant shapps after the chancellor george osborne halved the tax on bingo and knocked a penny off a pint of beer in his budget a cinema in hertfordshire has been forced to withdraw 15 rated films from the parent and baby matinees as they were deemed too old for the babies. The Rex Cinema in Berkhamstead had to take the action following a complaint to the local council which also acts as the licensing authority. Jessica is one of the mums who will petition against the decision. I think it's ridiculous because the babies are either asleep or not paying any interest or attention to the film because they're all so young. You don't really take them beyond about seven or eight months anyway because they wouldn't last. In sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United went through 3-2 on aggregate. The weather dry and sunny this morning, but rain moving in from the west by late afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I've been in Newport Pagel since 1978. Inviting everyone to where you live. Up by the river, there are steps down to the water and you can see fish. All this week, we're featuring Newport Pagnell. You've got us here as the greengrocers, you've got the local butchers. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight on Thursday. Wow! Wow, guys! Lots to talk about this morning, including unpaid loans, grumpy people, stopping babies, seeing 15-rated films. And what was the first film you ever saw at the pictures? At the pictures. Mine was a long-forgotten Disney film called The Devil and Max Devlin, starring Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. What was yours? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Hey, did anybody go and see the Dixie Chicks this weekend? The Dixie Chicks were playing this weekend. Why, Kelly's giving me uh, skunk eye. Why, why would you give me skunk eye about the Dixie Chicks? Who are they? Whoa. Hey, you're a young independent somebody woman. Somebody from the 60s. No, somebody from the noughties, 90s. Yeah. They're like the white country version of Destiny's Child. Newgrass, that's what they play. Yeah. Newgrass. They, oh. they, they are excellent. Three feisty young women who sing country music, but also they've got a message. They're good-looking and they sure can pick. Yee. What's their message? Well, the, the, the message up to a point was not much, and then one of them made a rude comment about George Bush on the stage of Shepherd's Bush Empire. <laughs> that got back to the States. It kicked off. People were burning their records, and their message then was, I want to see what I want to see when I want to see. And yeah. now they're challenging all the stereotypes you think of when you think of country music. Yeah. You know, downtrodden women, yeah. hard-drinking men, yeah. all that stuff. And they're fit. Oh, bonus. Exactly. Uh... So, the question is, did anybody go and see them? No, I didn't know they were on. They were playing this weekend. Oh. I was going to go and see them, but I was in America. Why so. didn't you tell us before? Well, that's not really my job, is it? Mm. You wouldn't have gone anyway. You'd have been going to see Bum Bum Fandango, <laughs> who's from Luton uh, and has not got a record label, but makes music in his mum's bedroom. Oh, my God, I would love someone to be called that. Bum Bum Fandango? Yep. Didn't we play them last week? No. Oh, I must have dreamt that. It's a good name for a bit. If anyone it wants really it, is. if you want to call yourself Bum Bum Fandango, it will be my dream to, to a Friday morning. Give to me a call. We'll get you on introducing. <laughs> Definitely. Even if you're no good. Even if you're not good. We'll, with that name, with we will that name. get you on. Why are you we'll just copying you what I'm saying? I don't know. Okay, we'll end it there. Thank you very much indeed. If you did go and see the Dixie Chicks and you want to give me a call and let me know what it was like, I bet it was, I bet it was awesome. I bet it was awesome. Those girls are great. 08459 455 555. Now... A loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire, yes, a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire, has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to the Naira project was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, and since then, well, nothing has happened. The Department for Business, Innovation and Skills says it expects the company to provide evidence of progress in the near future as the current situation is not sustainable. Well, Tony Hare is a local parish councillor from Elstow who has been critical of the project from the beginning. What do you make of the 
latest, Tony? Well, <laughs> it's, it's just an ongoing thing, isn't it? I mean, it's £2 million owed from EDA and the government. Um, but there's a lot of other money, also a loan from the public purse, which came from Bedford County, Bedfordshire County Council. Why were you so against this initially? Did, doesn't this sound like a great was, idea? Uh, no, no, get me wrong. There, it was a great idea. The idea, there were two ideas. I mean, there wasn't just the one, there was two. Um, one got transferred from one pit to another, and they called it a different company, the two NARA companies. But the idea of the whole thing, I was massively behind. I mean, mm. it all started up at the House of Commons. I was there. I thought it was brilliant. What I didn't like was the on the second scheme where they had a car park three miles away put on, on an old Elstow landfill tip. And they wanted to put um, hundreds, I mean, I do mean hundreds of buses each day through the Wixom's Newtown mm. with, with bendy buses. I mean, even the mayor didn't like those. That's, that was my my objection, but I was no, never objected to the scheme. What do you think about the money? You, as a taxpayer, have contributed towards this project. The second scheme, where the money went into, and I, so I think there was probably a lot more than two million. I know two million you're talking about, but the, in my view, it's probably eight million. Yeah, we we, we, and we that's did, just we, vanished. The, the total loan figure with interest, we, we we've calculated to be around about six million. Yeah. So yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably more than that because you've got the three and a half you're talking about, yeah. and you've got three point two from. Beverage County Council, which also should have interest attached to it as well. But nevertheless, it's gone. It's vanished. The people that had the money, on the second scheme, there was a, a chap with three banks came into it, and he was chairman of Naira. And his three banks have gone, which I understand because of the 2008 problems. But nevertheless, that, mon- that money should have been secured. The loan was secured against the land, Questbit at Stuart B, but th- there are all kinds of problems with that, aren't there? Well, it's arguable, isn't it? I mean, it depends who owns it and whether they've got a charging order on it. I've suggested that somebody should check land registry to see if there's a charging order on it for that money. But no one seems to be going that, going that route. And, and it would also have to be divided between the government, central beds and Bedford Borough Councils. And I, I, am I right as well that they, some of it's on floodplains? So it's not the greatest... Location? No, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> you don't want to do much with it. That was why that scheme was quite clever. It was a very good idea to utilise a pit that has no other use. So if you don't go forward with that, then what do you do with it? Tony, what do you think the outcome of this is going to be? I, I've got a horrible feeling it'll just be fobbed off, fobbed off, fobbed off, and forgotten, and the whole thing written off. Tony, thank you very much. We'll speak about this again, probably in June, I think. They've got to, till June to kind of start to make some progress. That's Tony Hare, local parish councillor from Elstow. We did ask Naira to uh, come on the show, but nobody was available. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Leslie from Watford has gone in touch with the big story of the day. Flashing matrix signs when clearly switched off. That's a yes. I thought I was being daffy, but it seems not. Well, not as much as normal. And uh, Reese and Dunstable on the subject of the Rex cinema that's got a parent and baby screening. And they were showing 15 films. Well, they're not allowed to anymore because some killjoy has complained. Well, Reese says, should we now ban parents from watching EastEnders with their children? There's plenty enough shouting in that to have an impact on your child's psychological state. Richard in Stevenage. Morning, Richard. Hi, Ian. Richard, what would you like to say? Um, the uh, the parent-baby screenings, uh, I actually agree with the fact that they're um, banning the, uh, the, the 15 certificates. Oh, go on. Um, well, basically, we've got a four-month-year-old daughter, yes. um, and I strongly believe that she's been affected by what we've been watching on TV. Right. What, what have you been watching on TV? 
Uh, we've been watching The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, it's good, that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, but how, how's it affected her? Well, the day, uh, she was in her Moses basket. I've, I've looked down and I've seen her chewing the head of her teddy bear. Um, so, she, that, that's proof enough, the fact that she must have been watching the TV as she started eating the, ba- the, yeah. uh, the teddy's brains. That is, um, that is pretty, pretty damning evidence, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean if, if, if the council are listening, I mean, that's the proof they need. What, what can you do to try and reverse this? This worrying trend in your your four month old daughter, Richard. I mean, if she's eating Teddy's brains. That's that's not great, is it? No, it's not. Um, my, my, mind you, I, I never really wanted to raise a vegetarian, so I okay. mean, every upside, you know. Every upside, Richard. I really appreciate that, uh, that 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 thought and comment. Thank you very much indeed. Well, it's, there's empirical evidence if ever we needed it. His four month old daughter is eating Teddy's brains because of watching The Walking Dead. You ever seen The Walking Dead? No, it's, it's about zombies, isn't it? Yeah, zombies. It's good. I'm, I'm bo- I've not seen any of this series. I'm bo- I've, do you know what? It, it dawned on me um, yesterday. I, apart from CBBS, I haven't watched. You're right. I'm going to sneeze. Look at the light. Keep looking. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm better. Okay, no, that's supposed to make you sneeze, yeah. Divi. Well, I'm better. Okay, that's what you think. Uh, I haven't watched TV for ages. I haven't watched adult TV steady on for. Ages and ages. I watched a film the other day. Did you? Watched a film. I watched some films on the plane. And I watched a film at home the other day. But I haven't watched television. My skybox is full. I'm probably going to delete it all. I can never fit in a film. I'm the opposite. I have stolen moments of television. Yeah. That I save up for when no one's in. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually rubbish. Oh, I watch a film over three nights, three or four nights. I can't watch a film in one, one sitting. But when I was in America, normally when I go abroad, I like to put the TV on just to kind of get a feel of, of, the, of the local environment. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the TV on once. Wow. I didn't put the TV on once. I've also turned into my mum in terms of you put a film on and I'll probably manage 20 minutes before I have to get up Yeah. And do something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the MTV generation. What generation are we on now? There was the MTV. We were X, weren't we? No, I was. I was MTV generation. Maybe you were Generation X. Then there was Generation Sex. Where are we now? Uh, what generation are we now? Like selfie internet generation. Well, I think the internet generation has passed. Yeah, but, mm. I think that was us. What was this? You've just typed up on my screen, Kels. Justin Dealey's messaged me. Yeah. Gold coming up. Hey, Dealey Gold. I think we know what that means. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, oh, what, G- Kelly, you've been to the pictures, haven't you? Yes. What was the first film you ever saw at the pictures? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. We'll try and think. Hang on, hang on, Catherine. It would have been some sort Catherine, of. Catherine, put your hand down, Catherine. I'm coming to you next, Boyle. Cartoon-based. What? One. Like um um. The, the one with the basketball players Dad, and the Looney Tunes. Dad, can you ring 08459 and let me know the first film you took well, me to? Well, I guess I could. Oh, oh you mean your, your real dad? My real dad, not you. Boyle. Um, I don't know what she saw, but I do know what Peter and Lecherous saw. Yeah? Because he's texted us about it. Oh, yeah? What's his text say? Davy Crockett, age four, with his older brother at the Empire Cinema, Walthamstow, in London. Not Davey, detail. Davy Crockett, king, king of, of the, the wild, wild frontier. frontier. He was like the original Adamant. Mm. Well, that's that conversation ground to a stunning halt. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Had a call from Tony on the M1 southbound around Junction 12 for Flittick. A tyre has fallen off a trailer in the middle of the road. Uh, cars are swerving to avoid it at the moment. On the M25, anti-clockwise, heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors in Newport Pagnell, London Road struggling as you head towards the M1. And we've still got delays in Hitchin. The A505 and A602 are both queuing as you head towards the centre of town because of temporary traffic lights. Public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands. Services via Milton Keynes may be delayed by up to 45 minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Where's my heads? My heads aren't there. My heads aren't there. Where's my heads? They've just popped up. They've just popped up. No, they've been there for about they, at least a minute. I, I clicked on them. They had not popped up. Honestly, they've been there for at least a minute. We should do this rollicking off air. At 8.15 it says I put them in. Right, I'm going to rollick you off air. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. It's 8.16. It's Thursday the 20th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australia is investigating two objects seen on satellite images that it says could be linked to the missing Malaysia Airlines plane. Search aircraft from Australia, the US and New Zealand are now on their way to the scene to try and find, uh, to try to find and identify them. Tory party chairman and Wellen Hatfield MP Grant Shapps is under fire for a post-budget advert which is being called patronising. The ad highlights cuts in duty on beer and bingo and says the party's helping hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. Three Counties Radio. On Saturday afternoon, we've got MK Dons battling for a playoff place. And MK Dons have got a third! And Stevenage trying to climb out of the bottom four. Brian Wesley will be fuming with that one. So three points mean more than ever when they meet. This next seven days will define who we are as people. This is my greatest achievement as a manager up to date. A local game, it's always one that gets uh, gets the fans up. And uh, we look forward to that. And if we get three points there, and we'll be in good shape. We'll have live commentary on Stevenage versus MK Dons, as well as Watford and Luton. Towards Merkel. Merkel must score! Merkel does score! It's been tough going for the Hatters in the opening half an hour, but they've made the breakthrough. Three Counties Sport, Saturday from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. All oh, my headphones have come Look off. Look at that, it's fallen off. It's just come off in my hand. Oh, dear. Here we go. Got it there back you on. go. You all right there yeah, now? Yeah, fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. Technical Good. problems. Technical problems at BBC Three Counties Radio. Who'd Look have at you it? with your caramel top on. Thank you. Thank you. I wore this yesterday, but I only wore it for an afternoon, so I thought I could get away with a double wear. Oh, dear. Sorry. I had the great pleasure of going to my little boy's school and reading two stories to the children, all four years old. Did you? Yeah, it was wonderful. I bet you're a good story reader, yeah. aren't you? Do you do funny voices? I don't like the voices so much. I don't oh. think you need the voices. I think the voices show a weakness in your storytelling skills, Bernard Cribbins. Oh. Yeah, I think you can I, I'm, I, and also I forget which voice I've assigned to which character right so it gets a bit confusing so I don't do the voices oh I do all the voices really yes no I don't think you need them I think it shows that you you, you haven't got the confidence in yourself as a performer oh that's why you do the voices hmm. I would have thought the voices had a certain je ne sais quoi. Well, also, the voices that you do, yeah. do they, I'm imagining they all sound slightly high-pitched and posh, is that correct? What do you mean? Well, I can do, yes, I can do, uh, I can do kind of lady voices. Okay, let's hear. 
like a like a lady. I do that as a. What? Why are you making me do my voices? So I do that. Uh, old man voice. Old man. Oh, old man voice. So like your stories that. have to involve a posh yes. lady or an old man. Yes. Okay. Oh, then the old man said, "Get out my garden, you little devil." Something when, like that. When do you read stories to children? Well, I don't. But I'm just. If you'd like me to come around, I could uh, mind you. No. I'm sensing just listening in my own head to my voice. Yeah. that Your children might never sleep again. Yeah, it could be quite terrifying for them. Probably best we don't do that. Yes. Um, but uh, they love my stories. And they, they say, right, right, children, any questions? Yes, how old are you? First question. How rude. I said, well, how old do you think I am? 72. 72. <laughs> I, gave, I gave her a clip around the ear. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Clearly oh. not to other children. Oh, really? So I got told off for that. Never mind. No. That'll learn them. Exactly. What's on... Oh, I know what you're doing on your show today. This is a good one, this. Yeah, we're doing this uh, Grant Shapps tweet oh, you've been talking about. Oh, so the Conservative Party chairman, Grant Shapps, has sparked a political row after tweeting an advert highlighting cuts in duty on beer and bingo. It said the party was... Quote, helping hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy. Oh, dearie me. People have taken to Twitter to express their dislike and offence at this tweet. George Osborne's Lib Dem deputy, Danny Alexander, says at first he thought it was a spoof. Well, this morning I want to hear your views on this. Are you offended by Grant Shapp's tweet, or do you think it's a whole load of fuss about nothing? 08459 455 555. As someone said on Twitter, what hardworking people like to do is eat and be warm. That's what they like to do, is eat and be warm. Not necessarily bingo and beer. Oh, for goodness sake. Do hardworking people play bingo? I thought bingo is generally played by little old ladies who haven't worked for years because they're retired. Nans play it, and sometimes you get some students playing it. I don't think there's anybody in the middle that does it. So hard-working people don't play bingo? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe we're misunderstanding the general public. It, it just sounds like a very pat To me, it sounds like a very patronising, here we go, you see, we are thinking about you. Now back to the millionaires. Back to the millionaires. Really? You, is that how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you think it was a just... A penny off a pint of beer. Come on. What difference is that going to make to anybody's life? Oh, no, no, no. You shouldn't sniff at that. That's good. But wh- why? That's good because it's helping the pubs. It's helping the beer industry. How is it helping the... People aren't going to drink more because they've got a penny off a pint of you, beer. No, I'm going to talk to a landlord later on. He's delighted. Oh. Apparently he was cracking open the champagne yesterday. Well, they're not taking a penny off that as well, have they? Uh, no, I don't think so. OK. It's buy 300 pints of beer, get one free. That's pretty much the deal they've offered. But I just want to go back to Grant Shapp's tweet. I just yeah. wonder whether, ultimately, all he was saying was, look, we've done this, beer's going to be a bit cheaper, bingo's going to be a bit cheaper, we're helping hard-working people do things they enjoy. Some people enjoy playing bingo and drinking beer. They're hard-working. They're having a better life now. Isn't that all he was saying? Was it really offensive? I think you're going to get some very, very angry voices this morning. Oh, yes, and I know you don't you normally encourage that kind of behaviour. No, but I, get, don't, I don't. Get ready for it today. You're going to get it. I like a very gentle show from nine. Call oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's now doing impressions of Hyacinth Bouquet and cackling down the corridor. <laughs> Now, do you remember the first film you saw as a baby? A baby? No, of course you don't. Well, that's why a group of mums and dads in Berkhamsted are considering petitioning the council to leave their local cinema alone. The Rex has had to change the film's offered during its regular baby and parent matinees after someone complained that 15 and 18 rated films were unsuitable for the audience of mums and dads and babies. 
Well, with us now is Jessica Cullerton, one of the mums who enjoyed these matinees. Good morning, Jessica. Morning. How long have you been going to these parent and baby screenings at the Rex? My baby's six months, and I've been going since she was about six weeks. So, so. How, what kind of films have you been to see there? Oh, huge variety. Most of the Oscar-nominated ones. Um, Gravity, Philomena... Um, Mandela, a huge variety. And as a, 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 a mum, because I've done these, as a dad, I've done these parent and baby things. Tell me why it's so important for you. Uh, in those early days, it's hugely important because it's just um, a bit of escapism. Your baby's fast asleep. Um, for two hours, you're with a group of friends sat watching a film, something you didn't think you'd ever do again, really, um, once you had a baby. So it was, it's just brilliant. Now, you were due to see the film next Tuesday. Yeah. What, what film was it? Do you know? Um, Osage County. Oh, okay, right. And uh, but but now you can't because of what's happened. Um, I just we just got alerted that um, they were no longer showing any films above a PG. Oh man, alive! So what what can they show then? Like Frozen and stuff, which is a great film. But as <laughs> as a mum, you want to? I guess you want to see something a bit more grown up. Yes, it's not. We're not going for the babies. Um, we're going. We're going for us. The babies don't even see the film, don't really acknowledge anything. So um, the films are for us. They're not for children. Do we have any idea who complained? No, no. Um, I can't believe... I mean, it's sold out every week. Uh, there's a huge community in Berkhamsted that love going, so um majority of people here are just so disappointed. I can't believe that someone could be cold, so cold-hearted to do this. I know, it's crazy. It's, um, it's, it just doesn't seem right. No, you've started a petition, haven't you? We're, we're trying to, yeah. There's a group of us that, um, that are just desperately trying to get it back. And who have you... Have you spoken to any, anyone at the Rex about this? Not yet, this? no. It's very... I think it's very strange. Why would anyone want to... And what, what's kind of the el- oldest age of the kids that, that, that you've seen in the cinema? To be honest, after about six months, you, you can't really go because right. they, um, they get to... They, the attention span, of, they'll, they'll start to wake up and yeah. um, disturb you a bit too much. So, so they're about six months. It's more the newborns, really. Um, and at that point, when you have got a newborn, that's when it's most important anyway. They're not going to take in the plot of a film, are they? Uh, they're either crying, to be honest, or fast asleep, so... Um, they, they don't even see the screen. Jessica, listen, it'd be great if we could keep in touch with you and find out how this pans out. Yes, please do. Brilliant, thank you. I wish you the best of luck with your petition, and come on, really, who could be so mean-spirited to stop your mums and dads taking their babies up to the age of six months, their newborns, the majority of them, to the pictures, to go and see some films? So not only does someone disagree with this... They've taken the time to pick up a telephone or sit at their computer and contact the local authority and complain about it. Oh, for goodness sakes. People like that make me sick. I think it's disgusting. I want to complain about this person. Where can I register a complaint about this killjoy, please? I think it's awful. What effect is it going to really have? You take a three-month-old baby, a six-month-old baby, to see Dallas Buyers Club or 12 Years a Slave. They might learn something. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, on the Facebook page, you've been talking about the Grant Shapps tweet. We've asked Grant to come on the show. No response from him so far. Andrea says, I don't drink beer and I don't gamble or play bingo. So once again, nothing has been done about rising energy bills and the soaring prices in the supermarkets. Drake says, is that really Grant Shapps or Michael or someone else? The man is a buffoon. Michael who? Michael who? I think he might be being a bit rude about one of our callers. 
Oh, ah, okay. Uh, 3CR says, The first film I saw was The Aristocats at Uxbridge Odeon. It's a gym now. I must have been five or six. I like The Aristocats. That's a good film. Have you seen The Aristocats? It's kind of a jazz film. You realise as you get older that they all are done in the style of their time. Hey, man. I don't really like the um, the animation though. It's a bit scratchy. You can see the car- you can see the pencil marks. Yeah. that's weird. That isn't it? Why didn't they rub them out? That's in the style of the time, isn't it? Yeah. Jazz, jazz kind jazz of illustration. I remember my parents used to take me to the pictures, and all the films were in English with Polish subtitles. Sorry, and my mum used to read all the subtitles to me all the way the f- through the film very quietly, so that only me could hear. I bet I enjoyed the films more than she did. Bless her. I can't remember what the first film was though, Monica. I'm guess I'm guessing that Monica's parent or mum at least was Polish. Otherwise, that's a very very odd thing to do, isn't it? It's a strange thing to do. I like going to the pictures. Maybe I'm they were in Poland. A lot of times they just watch an English film with the subtitles. Coming over here, taking our cinema seats. I used to love the cinema at the kids. I don't want to get too nostalgic because that's lame. But um, when they'd have an interval, just suddenly the film would stop halfway through, and then you'd have a woman selling Frankie's hot dogs. One of the first times my sister got taken to church, she did lean over and whisper to my mum. What time are the ice creams oh, coming? Oh, man. That's not a bad idea. If church want to get bums on seats, that's what it's all about, B-O-S, then they should, st- they should have an interval. They should have a woman selling Frankies and those little ice creams for pound fifty a pot. Mm. I'd be up for that. 08459 455 555. The first film you remember going to as a child. And it's so exciting, isn't it? The darkness, the smell, the queuing up. Wonderful. 08459 455 555. Here's the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat Roundabout, the A1 southbound is queuing from Eton Soken. And also in Kings Langley, the A41 southbound queuing between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands, uh, services via Milton Keynes may be delayed by up to 45 minutes after an earlier electrical supply fault at Tamworth. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Australia is investigating two objects seen on satellite images that it says could be linked to the missing Malaysia Airlines plane. Search aircraft from Australia, the US and New Zealand are now on their way to the scene to try and find and identify them. Tory party chairman and well in Hatfield MP Grant Shapps is under fire for a post-budget advert which is being called patronising. The ad highlights cuts in duty on beer and bingo and says the party's helping hard-working people to do more of the things they enjoy. And a loan of £2 million of public money to a proposed giant aquarium-based project in Bedfordshire has now soared with interest to over £3.5 million. The government loan to Naira was made almost 10 years ago in 2005, but nothing has been built. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after Robin Van Persie's hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos at Old Trafford. United went through 3-2 on aggregate to join Chelsea in tomorrow's quarter-final draw. Does under-fire manager David Moyes think this is a turning point? That similar sort of question has been asked of me several times. You know, is this the moment? Is this the timing? In truth, it's not been. We've not gone on to show it. So it's difficult for me to answer. All I can tell you is that we'll try and use it the best we can. It's a big job. I've got a lot of things I need to do. 
it's going to take time to happen but uh, I thought more importantly the players gave the crowd something after Sunday and I thought the crowd responded brilliantly well Tottenham face Benfica in Lisbon tonight looking to overturn their 3-1 first leg deficit and progress to the quarter-finals of the Europa League. Head coach Tim Sherwood believes he'll still be at the club next season despite speculation continuing to mount about his future. My future's out, out of my hands. I, I believe I'm, I'll be here next year. Um, I'm, I'm already, as I said previously, I'm planning for, for next season. So the players are playing for their futures. The world champion Milton Keynes Red Bull team will be given the freedom of the borough at a council meeting this evening. The Formula One team employs several hundred people at their Tilbrook base in the new city. And England's cricketers lost their second and final warm-up match for the World 2020 in Bangladesh. They were beaten by 20 runs by India and opened their tournament campaign against New Zealand on Saturday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh dear, it just gets worse and worse. We spoke to, uh, we're talking about cinemas and taking babies to the cinema. Babies, so not not toddlers, kids, up to the age of six months. And um, can it really affect them? I don't think there's any problem at all with it, really. As long as their ears are protected, because some of those cinemas can be quite loud, but that's it. We spoke to Richard, who um, uh, thinks it's good that the cinema has banned um, children because he has a, a four-month-old daughter who uh, he's watched the, the Walking Dead with her. It's a rather violent and uh, graphic television program about zombies uh, and how his child he found his child eating the head of a teddy bear, trying to get to the brains. Well, he's just tweeted a picture which I've retweeted at Ian Lee. She has a taste for rabbits now, and it really is um, it really is a disturbing image. And kind of lends, it gives the story a bit more of a, a serious, a personal twist when you see something like that, Richard. I, do, I thank you. I appreciate your uh, sharing that with us, and I hope that you can uh, you can sort something out. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you uh, want to give us a call, the papers are all obsessed with the. Um, with the budget, as they would be. I never understand the budget. It's always kind of um, smoke and mirrors, isn't it? It's always giving with one hand, taking with the other. Other. Don't really get it. Have I won? Have I lost? Probably the same, maybe a little bit worse off. Maybe a little bit worse off. No, and, and, and Crow has tweeted, surely you should be asking Ed Miliband on to explain that speech. I, well, I missed that speech. The Chancellor, this is in the Sun, the Chancellor had Tory MPs in stitches yesterday by comparing Ed Miliband to treacherous King John. No, I don't know. I missed, I missed what Ed Miliband had to say. So you flick through the papers and there's not a lot on. Singer Michelle Heaton was crowned Celebrity Mum of the Year yesterday after her daughter was sick on her. We've all been there. We've all had our kids be sick on us. Or worse. Yeah, and I think the other end is worse. The former Liberty X star, who um, I had a falling out with on live television about 11 years ago, that I met her recently, and we made up. I, I, went up, I went up to her and I said, I'm really sorry, Michelle. We had a falling out on television about 11 years ago, and um, I just want to apologise for my part I played in it. Oh, we met before, love. She didn't even know we'd met. I've been carrying this, this fear. Or was that the ultimate diss? Well, maybe. I've been carrying this fear and resentment around it, and I thought, I'm going to do the right thing and apologise for my part. We were both guilty. And uh, she didn't remember it. She didn't remember it. And I was like, oh, nuts. And she turns out she's lovely. Quite like it. Anyway, she's been uh, crowned mum of the year, celebrity mum of the year. The former Liberty X star said Faith 2 became ill on their way to the bash. She revealed, in the car, she was sick everywhere. I have it on my shoulder and through my hands. This is what happens being a mum. 
It is. You know what you need? Bicarbon water. Really? Little pot of that in your pocket. That sorts the smell it out, out, is it? Ever had a baby be sick on you, Just? Uh, yes, uh, once and once only. Now I stay away from babies. <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing thing, and again, mm. apologies if you have your breakfast. I think we've been pretty clean this morning mm. con- compared to the last you know, ten shows or so. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 I'd never seen projectile vomiting before. It's oh. incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. It literally goes right across yeah. the room. Just think the exorcist, yeah? It, com- it, it completely... Completely. Yeah, it's horrible. amazing. I mean, you, the first time I saw it it, it, it was it was done at me, so it hit me full on the chest. Yeah. And I remember think, just being so shocked and entertained by what I saw that I couldn't be disgusted. Lovely to watch, but I don't want to be involved. Thank no, you, Justin. Thank you very much indeed. Now, you, what have you been out and about talking to people uh, about you, this morning? We've been talking about the the, the Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted this morning. Yes. Um, a lot of people furious about this. You can't really see the point either. So you've got a, a, a baby and toddler club there, yeah. and they show films. Certificate fifteen, certificate. 18, and now they can't show the films anymore because somebody has complained saying, ah, hang on a second, oh, uh, these man. films are certificate 15 and there are babies in the room. We're talking here about children as young as six months old. Well, it means, it means now that the mums and dads have to, boys and girls, have to go and watch PG films. Well, mm. they'll get plenty of that later on, OK? Yeah. When, the, when you're an adult and you've got a, a little baby, you want to go and watch adult films. I mean, you would think that children wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Of course they don't. You, you would think that anyway. But um, it's got us talking this morning about the first film you remember watching at the cinema. So I've been asking people about this this morning. Now, this report features the return of Intercom Man. Oh, I know you're looking forward to that. Very much so, man. And it takes a, a very unusual twist towards the end. Is this what we... we, we uh, Kelly flagged up that you'd, you'd called in saying this is gold. Yes. Is this, this is what we're expecting. Somebody very stranger. Here's what happened. OK. So what was it for you then, sir? The very first... Um, <laughs> E.T. Yeah, yeah, brilliant film. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's still good. now, it's fantastic. Yeah, Can you give me a quick um, E.T. phone home? <laughs> E.T. phone home. Oh, come on, put some effort into it. <laughs> E.T. phone home. It's getting weird now, bye. <laughs> Greece, 1978. <laughs> yeah, I can remember it, yeah. My mum took me and my sister. Um, absolutely loved it, and ever since, know every single word. And how old were you? I think we were about 12. I think I was about 12 and she was about 11. Barbarella. Barbarella? Yes. And I was underage. <laughs> Bhagwan, good morning. How are you? Fine. Lovely. What was the first film you saw at the cinema? It's Forrester Gump. Forrest Gump or Forrester Gump? Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's a, it's a good film. Can you give me a quick Tom Hanks impression where he says, life is like a box of chocolates? Can you do that for me? Yeah, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Can you do it in a Tom Hanks style for me? Yeah, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Hello? Is that Intercom, man? That is, yeah. How are you, Intercom, man? You well? Sorry, mate, I ain't got time. It's a ten-second one. Ian Lee wants to know, what was the first film you remember watching at the cinema? Uh, Swordfish. Yeah, swordfish. What on earth is swordfish? A load of rubbish, man. I watched another one. I took a girl there. Great. <laughs> Intercom, mate. I'll let you busy. I'll let you go. All right, thank you. Take care. It was probably something like Bambi. Bambi? <laughs> yeah. You look like the sort of Bambi guy as <laughs> oh, well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, obviously, that's a children's film. We're talking this morning about young toddlers, young babies being present in a cinema when they're certificate 15 or 18 films. Do you think there's anything wrong with that at all? Yeah. Uh, children shouldn't be allowed out of the houses. They shouldn't be born in the first place. What? Children shouldn't be born in the first place. Children shouldn't be born in the first place? What on earth are you talking about? Uh, there are too many of them in this world at the moment. Are you serious? Yes. 
So anybody listening to this right now who's thinking about having a child because they're in a loving relationship, a loving marriage, you're saying don't have a child. If they can afford to have them and never be a burden on society, then yes, they can have one or two, but more than that, no way. Gosh. Mm, told you. Unusual twist. Well, <laughs> that was gold. Yeah. The thing is, I don't get people who argue against the birth of children because, hey, guess what, man? You were a child once. Exactly. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously he's making a point. They're saying if you can't afford them, don't go and have ten children if you can't well, afford them. That's but, different, but, but yeah. One or two's fine by him. That's it's fine by him. Justin, uh, excellent stuff. You never fail to surprise me. Thank you very much indeed. Lily's in Dunstable. Good morning, Lily. Good morning. Lily, what was the first film you saw in the cinema? It was Flash Gordon. Oh, really? Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> Gordon's alive! And, uh, uh, King Ming. Ting Ming? Uh, it, it was very, very... Uh, Ting Ming? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it called the Emperor um, Ping? It's on. The, uh, the Emperor Ping? Yeah, Emperor Ming, that's right. It, that's yeah. it, Ting Ping. Um, wow, that's that's just true. Hang on a second. That was the Flash Gordon was what nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. How old are you? Oh, I've been nineteen a week's time. So hang on a second. <laughs> you were something like what forty five? No, yeah. even older, fifty. But for the first time, you went to the pictures. <laughs> and my, my grandmother used to keep me off school, go to take her to the pictures, and mm. um, we used to watch all those. Oh, uh, the old Flash Gordon, like from the olden yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do apologise. Yeah. I thought you meant Brian Blessed. <laughs> Lily, I'll let you go, because I know you've got an egg on. Yeah, I've got an egg on. Go, Good night, isn't it? Go, go, <laughs> is, it, is it a nice... Are you having a boiled egg? Um, well, yeah, I don't mind it being hard-boiled. <laughs> yeah. Do you, and do you, like, do you have little soldiers? Um... Well, sometimes. All right, Lily, I'll let you go, because it sounds like you're calling us from uh, Mars. Go and have some soldiers... Yeah, well, go and have some soldiers. Ting Ping's in it. Uh, Mary's in Hemel. Morning, Mary. Good morning. Mary, what would you like to say? Well, uh, this business with Berkhamsted, we keep on being told that we're in a democracy, but what sort of democracy is it? That one person complains and 100 people have to go without, or 200 people. The young lady who you spoke to, she said the cinema is packed. What sort of, you know, I don't understand. I assume, is this decorum council that has done this? Well, I don't, Mary, stay there because you think it's disgusting. Marsha's in Bedford. Marsha? Hello, good you, morning. Good morning. You think it's right that someone complained, do you? Well, I wouldn't necessarily have taken the time to complain, but now they've had a complaint, it's right. I think the, these parents are just sounds to me like middle-aged, middle-class, self-indulgent, selfish, go and see a 12A or a PG or some other film. You're a parent, so you have to make a little sacrifice and you can't see the 18 or 15 rated film you wanted to see until you can get a babysitter. So what? Big deal. Mary? Well, the the six-month-old baby is going to understand, say, if you went to see Dracula, I can't believe. It's just... Uh, it just is poisonous to me because so often we hear of this one person will complain about something, and hundreds of people have to suffer because of one person. And I, yeah, I just, I, I absolutely disagree with that because we do know that children and babies they do take in their environment. In any other situation, we would say that the environment that the child is around matters. 
and suddenly because these um, parents want to go and see the film, they're doing it for their own sake. Let's let's be honest, they're not doing it for their child. I took my children to the cinema when they were babies because it's a nice treat for yourself, it's stressful, it's nice to do something for yourself and um, it's, a, it's a nice thing for the child to do when they get used to the cinema, you take them when the cinema's empty at one o'clock or what have you, you get to indulge yourself and then by the time they're three, four, five, six, they know how to act in the cinema. That's absolutely fine. But why do, do must we kid ourselves and pretend that a six-month-old is not aware? And I don't believe... I, I think the lady that spoke, she said, oh, it's only until they're about six months old because there's no point. Her child is six months old. What is she complaining about? She, she should no longer be, take, be taking the child because she said at six months old... We, d we don't bother to do it anymore, or, you know, most of them are six-month-old and under. Now, six-month-old and under babies are aware of their environment and the circumstances, and what you're doing is getting them accustomed to certain types of... Um, certain types of images and it's all subliminal it's all subconscious yes and it's not the worst thing in the world to do but the cinema does have an obligation and now that the complaint has been raised they need to do that and these Mary, do you want to come back? Do you want to come find something else to complain oh. about? Mary, do you want to come back? Yes, uh, I'd like to know how, young, how old her children were when she first took them to the cinema. And uh, to me, this all smacks of class, envy. They're middle class, they're this, that and the other. They've got nothing else to do and this sort of rubbish. It all smacks of envy. Let's take class now, out of it. These right, women are now let me tell children, you, I am a middle class, middle aged mother. You've been speaking an awful lot. Right. Uh, this late, the, some of these children are only a few weeks old, maybe, a, a couple of months old. They are taking them to see films that are grown-up films. They're not going to see monsters or anything like that. And, in fact, some of the children's films that I have noticed, these sort of animated ones that seem to be all they can make nowadays, contain far more monsters for a, chi for a child that's older to influence. In fact, my daughter took her, her son to a... A uh, film a few years ago, and he was frightened, and it was a children's Marcia, film. Marcia, you got thirty seconds. It, it's a right. class thing, and you're jealous. Yeah, I am a middle class, middle aged mum, so it's not about class envy. And I took my children from the time they were very small, and I think any parent knows that children are very aware. And either we say let's abolish certificates and let's allow any child to go and see any film. Or let's have rules and regulations. Marsha, Mary, thank you very much. I've got to end it there to, uh, to squeeze in the travel. Thank you very much. 08459 455555 if you want to have your say. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Newport Pagnell, the approach to the Rennie Lodge roundabout looking slow at the moment as you head towards the M1. Also on the speed sensors in Watton at Stone, the A602, very slow at the Ware Road roundabout heading towards Stapleford. 
And in Kings Langley, the A41 southbound queuing between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25. Then the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, queuing between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands have services via Milton Keynes with possible delays of up to 45 minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.46, it's Thursday the 20th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Australia is investigating two objects seen on satellite images that it says could be linked to the missing Malaysia Airlines plane. Search aircraft from Australia, the US and New Zealand are now on their way to the scene in the southern Indian Ocean. Tory party chairman and Welland Hatfield MP Grant Shapps is under fire for a post-budget advert which is being called patronising. The ad highlights cuts in duty on beer and bingo and says the party's helping hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy. More on that with JVS after nine. And in sport, Manchester United are through to the last eight of the Champions League after a Robin Van Persie hat-trick gave them a 3-0 win over Olympiacos. Let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's going to be the last day of the mild weather today. Things are going to turn a lot cooler by the time we get to Friday and the weekend. But for today, well, it's not a bad looking day, actually. Lots of spells of sunshine, particularly towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. Elsewhere, we do have quite a lot of cloud, but the cloud will thin and break through the course of the morning. So, um, yeah, it's looking quite nice. A fairly brisk southwesterly wind. Top temperatures of up to 12 or 13 degrees, 55 in Fahrenheit. Into this afternoon, it will turn a cloud from the northwest and eventually we're going to get a band of really quite heavy rain at times just spread down from the northwest so wet and windy just for a time tonight through the evening rush hour probably that band of rain clearing through the early hours of tomorrow morning to leave us with a dry start to the day tomorrow but a rather chilly one four or five degrees celsius and then tomorrow temperatures by day not rising much past eight degrees we've lost a good few degrees by day and we'll possibly see some frosty nights the weekend yes some sunny spells but cooler with some showers at times. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Richard's in Bedford. Morning, Richard. <laughs> Good morning. Richard, what would you like to say? Well, I just listened about the, the, the uh, babies uh, in the cinema. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm sure that baby must have been causing disturbance crying, and that's why that person's complained. No, no, no. It's, it's a parent and baby uh, event, so babies are allowed oh. to make noise and disturb the cinema. Oh, well, no, I wasn't aware it's of not, that. Yeah, no, it's not just a general uh, screening. It's, it's an event where, where parents and babies go, and one of the reasons is that if they start to make a noise, that's kind of fine and 
almost expected. Oh, well, I accept that. I mean, that person's been a killjoy then. They have, haven't they? It yeah, seems a little right. mean-spirited, and I know what it's like. I mean, uh, as a parent of, of very, very young children, that you kind of... You, you can feel very isolated, and it can be difficult to socialise and to go out and do things. And so, a couple of hours in the pictures... Well, it, if that event is put up for them, you know, and that's that situation, well, then, uh, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Richard, do you remember what the first film was that you saw at the pictures? Oh, I, I don't know. I know from the age of about six years old, my parents would take me to the London theatres. Oh, what kind but, of stuff were you seeing at the London uh, theatres? Well, I, I have to um, ask. My mother's still alive, thank God. But oh. uh, I'll have to go into that. But um, I'll think about that. I'll, I'll think about that and I'll, I'll let you know. Richard, have a little think and get back in, back in touch. Speak to your mum. Always good to, speak, to have a chat with mum and find out what was going Mums can remember the weird... My mum didn't remember much. But if you ask her a specific detail about what I was doing when I was five... Oh, yeah, you were wearing that blue top, and I remember because you'd cut your leg. What? How do you know all of this stuff? Mum, what did you do yesterday? I don't know. What was I doing three weeks after my seventh birthday? Oh, yeah, I know, I remember, because we bought you that um, body warmer, and it, like, she can just remember the weirdest things. You know why? Go on. She adores you. Day. My it's mum's job. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, my okay, mum Kelly. wrote... Kelly. Kelly. Hello. Yes. Hi, there. It's Kelly. This is the voice of Kelly Betts you're Hello hearing there. now. Hi, this for is For our new voice. listeners. Hello. The other lady was Catherine Boyle. That's me, Hi, There we go. She's, yeah, Kelly's got the kind of soft, sensitive, childlike voice, and, and Catherine's is, is, is quite butch. Kelly! My mum had a little book that she wrote on me and my brother with every single detail. Wowzers. Uh, so when we first grew our tooth, what day that was that she first saw yeah. it coming what through? What day was that? I don't know. She knows. She's kept little <laughs> tiny little, like a scrapbook, but scrapbook. all through our little... Little lives. She's made it up. Lives. She's made it up. People bought me those books when oh, I had my children, right? Yeah. And you look at them and you feel terribly guilty that you've not filled them in because you're first you were busy lock of hair, experiencing your it. first tooth. So what I'm planning to do is go back through it and your just first make some stool. Stuff up. <laughs> yeah, I got a few of those books where you're supposed to put in these. these and I just thought, oh, that's such a sweet thing. Yeah, and no, then it's homework. Three years later, I never got around to doing that. She never, but she made the book herself. It wasn't so one what? somebody bought her. So what? Say. I mean, what's? I don't get what your point is. I thought I was just joining in the conversation. Well. Dominating it a little bit too much. Oh, I think. sorry, Gary. That's all right. So just carry on as you were. So thank, thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. You're, yeah, I know. <clears throat> that was awkward, wasn't it? You're going to sneeze again. Look yeah, at the light. Look at the light. light. Oh, it's gone. No, that's supposed to make you sneeze more. Well, it doesn't on me. Mm. Gone. Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, Yeah, brothers. that's exactly what I need today, Peter. What have you got for me? Well, two things. Cast your mind back to six o'clock this morning. What happened to Strawberry Fields? You pressed the wrong button. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Strawberry Fields. What was it? It was um, Ticket to Ride, I think. Ah. Well, I was looking forward to a bit of Beatles. But I, I know, I know. And I, <laughs> yes, I, I kept pulling it down into, in the running order, and then I forgot to play it, I'm afraid. Sorry. Not, not to worry. Uh, yes, the, the babies in cinemas, etc. Yes. Um, what is preventing uh, mothers, fathers, uh, with young children sitting down at home looking at the most horrific things that are depicted on the television or if they have a DVD, etc., etc., etc. What is wrong with them going to a place where it's nicely controlled, where they are with like-minded people who understand all the problems about young persons and their parents? 
uh, and enjoying the film. Who are these killjoy people that should be put away somewhere? Well, we've had one mum called in supporting the decision, saying that it was right that that um, someone should complain and it was inappropriate for parents to take baby babies up to about six, seven months old to see 15 and 18 films. That they wouldn't know what on earth's going on, would they? As long as they're with mum or dad, they, they're happy there. Etc. Mum and Dad can enjoy the film uh, with like-minded people. Well, I, I agree, but I guess there is an, a, a question as to when do children become sentient? When do they start, uh, maybe not necessarily remembering uh, uh, events, but certainly taking images in? Probably at about 18 months. No, no, Peter, before that... Before that? Oh, I, I would say... Oh, definitely. I, I would say... Again, we're plucking figures out of the air. B- before a year. Definitely before a year. Well, m- my earliest memory is when I was 18 months old. So. What is it? What's your earliest memory? Uh, I was in a pushchair being uh, rolled down a hill by my mother. She let go of the handle and I was petrified, screaming now, and hollering. She thought I was having fun. Now, here you go. Do you actually remember that? I or do. do or, or have you made up that memory because you've been told that story so many times? No, because there, no. there are things that I think I remember, but I'm not sure if I do remember them, that I've just been told it, and so it's I, kind of a picture's lodged in my head. I actually uh, confronted my mother about this image oh. that I had. It was a blue pushchair, I remember, on a nice summer's day. Then she says, you shouldn't have remembered that. Oh, you, you was being a beast. My first memory is really boring. It's it's of me crouching behind a coffee table. I remember the coffee table. I can I can feel it now. Crouching behind a coffee table, looking at my mum, thinking, I am three. What a, what a boring thought. What a boring thing to remember. Not necessary. It proves you could count at a very young age. There you go, Peter. What was the first film you saw at the pictures as a kid, Peter? Tom Mix. What? Tom Mix. It was a silent black and white film, horses and cowboys and lots of uh, smoke from guns, etc. But I couldn't read the writing because I was only about two or three at the time. Beautiful. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Do you remember what your first memory is, Catherine? Your very, very first memory? Uh, being at my grand's, probably. O'Neill in line on the telly. Oh, God, the O'Neill. Just the Sunday end. Evenings. I just remember the ship, and that meant I had to go home. How old have you been? I don't know. Three, four. Bets? You got any, mem- any memories at all? I remember putting money in my nappy, but I can't remember the age. That could have been up to the age it of about 15. Yeah. You know, there was it's a problem. True. Good hiding place. Yeah, very good hiding place. I thought it, that's what people did, but... Well, some people do. Pockets. Some people do. It just shows, you know, maybe... Well, let's not even bother to go there for fear of uh, libelling anybody and also being prosecuted by the authorities for obscenities. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There's three minutes if you want to call me. You can also start calling uh, JBS, who's talking about this Grant Shapps um, tweet. We tweeted Mr. Shapps to come on. He didn't want to come on this morning. That's disappointing. We've been calling him too. Have we called him? Yeah. To he no didn't avail. fancy coming on. Now let me just uh, I- I explain what this is. You may find this patronising. You may think it's just a little bit of harmless fun. You may think it's being completely out of touch. Where? What page was it? Twelve and thirteen. Oh, the Daily mail. mail. Looking in the express. Towards the bottom. Thank you. All right. Tory advert patronises the working class. And it's an advert that says, bingo in bingo balls. Cutting the bingo tax and beer duty to help hard-working people do more of the things they enjoy. Then there's the union flag and it says, conservatives. Feels a little bit patronising to me. I don't think we'll get too many people on JVS's show who will phone up and go, actually, no, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I think it's nice. It's, it's, it's a nice, positive image. Feels a little bit patronising. 
If you want to have your say with it, you can start calling JVS now. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Or you can start emailing jvsshow at bbc.com co.uk That uh, text, was it a text or an email we had towards the beginning of this uh, show? I don't know. That summed it up best. And it was a tweet, it was a tweet that you got, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Saying that people aren't interested in beer and bingo, it's more about food and warmth. Food and warmth. That's kind of what people want. How, how selfish of them. Todd from Stevenage says his uh, six-month-old was watching the ridiculous programme Jeremy Kyle. Oh, yeah. I could see that he was upset by the intense arguments. They need to be protected from this kind of thing. I wouldn't let my kids watch that rubbish. I used to like that programme until I realised it, it was the worst aspect of British culture and it was actually embarrassing our nation and it was, it was probably making things worse by allowing that filth on the air. Well, it makes us judge other people yeah. and um, get, it hardens us to people's pain, I think, that yeah. programme. Anyway, well, that's a nice, a nice positive note to end on, isn't it? We don't like Jeremy Kyle anymore. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. It's eight fifty-eight. BBC Three Counties Radio. Should we get a little bit of travel with Alice Glossop? Yes, let's. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still got delays in Hitchin. The A505 and A602 have been queuing as you head towards the centre of town because of temporary traffic lights there. Also on the speed sensors, the A5 in both directions is slow going between Houghton Regis and Dunstable. In St Albans, the North Orbital looking slow on both approaches to the Park Street roundabout heading towards the centre of town. And on public transport, Virgin Trains and London Midlands have services via Milton Keynes, possible delays of up to 45 minutes after an earlier electrical supply problem. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow. Wowzers, we made it. That's it, that's your lot. Don't forget, you can go and download a podcast of the show either at iTunes or at the BBC Three Counties website. JVS is up next. It should be a corking one today. Until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, are you offended by Grant Shapps' tweet? The Conservative Party chairman, Grant Shapps, has sparked a political row 